If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the better part of several months, it had been a prominent rumor in the NFL, and, well, today's rumor is tomorrow's fact, or yesterday's rumor is today's news, depending on how you look at it. We got a trade action, activity, situation in the NFL. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is the flea market of the NFL. Where is it located? It's just down from that famous farmer's market, like Pike's Place there in Seattle. The Seahawks have said, we are out. Uh, We are done. That Seattle defense, the Seahawks defense, which was not as good, not as good last year, showing some signs of falling apart. Uh, they have said that we are done. Uh, we are out, and if you've not been paying attention here, Michael Bennett dumped by the Seahawks. The Eagles acquiring the rather outspoken, which is a politically correct way of describing Michael Bennett, also a 2018 seventh-round pick, 
Uh, the Eagles acquiring that from Seattle, and in exchange, uh, outbound from Seattle, uh, or actually inbound to Seattle from Philadelphia, the Seahawks got some wide receiver named Marcus Johnson, never heard of him, uh, and a 2018 fifth-round pick. So that that is the deal, and let's discuss. Uh, anytime there's a trade, the immediate question that needs to be asked and it's often the right question. It's often the appropriate question. And it's the question that we're going to do. This is not brain surgery. This is overnight sports radio. We don't need to do a deep uh, investigative you know, mind trick. Uh, that's not what we're here for. The, the, the basic question, which is, again, the proper question, uh, is who got the better of this particular trade? And the overwhelming consensus seems to be on one side, but I'm going the other way. I'm going to go the other way on this one, and my knee-jerk reaction, which is the right reaction, is that the Seattle Seahawks ended up getting the better in this trade. And to expand on that, a couple of, of, of random thoughts here. You've got diminishing returns, addition by subtraction, and new blood. You've got all those things. There, All those things. Now, we'll link them together. Now, A, on the surface... Many of the simpletons who happen to also work in the media, uh, it's all tied together here, uh, they have determined that Philadelphia actually is the team that made the better move here. That that's, that's the side that should be celebrated, and uh, look at them. Man, are they, not only did they win the Super Bowl, they outcoached Belichick, but then they made another brilliant move, and this GM, Howie Roseman, who was essentially Chip Kelly's pet, and uh, he was kicked to the curb for a while when Chip Kelly was there. Now Howie Roseman is is back, and he's being celebrated as some kind of football savant uh, and, and a genius of football, being praised universally, and, and this is another reason to celebrate this. Uh, it's being billed that the headlines I've been seeing here are rich get richer. Uh, Michael Bennett added to an already stacked Eagles defense, and it's it's many stories like that, right? Many stories like that. The depth chart, man, it's just it's a dream. It's like Madden football where you trade for all the the top defensive players. It's the modern day fearsome foursome up front. But in particular, much of the popularity of this trade is because of the imagination for football talent evaluators. It's like a wet dream, thinking of Fletcher Cox. And Michael Bennett playing on the same defensive front. Oh, my God, can you imagine that? Third down situations, passing downs, woo, working together. What's not to like? Well, here's where I become the wet blanket. Uh, Here's where I become the voice of doom. Uh, There's actually a lot. There's a lot of things not to like. At first glance, like I, I totally get that you look at Michael Bennett's name as a football player and you say, well, man, he's put up gaudy stat lines. He had a, another good statistical season last year with the raw statistics. You say, man, that's great. Uh, but then you pull back the curtain a little bit and you're like, ah, I don't like what I see. You know, it's, it's, it's like they tell you, don't, you enjoy hot dogs, don't find out how they make hot dogs. You won't like hot dogs anymore. You, you'll, you'll be repulsed by them. You'll never eat one again. So that's that's why you don't want to know how they make the hot dog. Well, in the case of Michael Bennett in Seattle, according to Pro Football Focus, his career peaked. His career peaked in 2014. In fact, Bennett, according to PFF, 
Uh, their advanced statistical data, they provide information to a number of NFL teams. Uh, the production of Bennett has been declining since it peaked in 2014. That's uh, roughly four years of what would be described as diminishing returns. Four years of diminishing returns for Michael Bennett. That doesn't get talked about much. Uh, now, B, I am skeptical whether or not the Seahawks really want to quiet things down as the state-run NFL media has been reporting. Uh, and, and so that's, that story's been going around the last couple of days. What I do know is that Michael Bennett being gone is not a bad thing for the Seahawks. Uh, here's a man that humiliated Pete Carroll, who publicly humiliated Russell Wilson, uh, every employee of the Seahawks franchise, every one of them, every one of them that stood there and stood by Michael Bennett and said, we got your back, we believe you. He greatly fabricated, he embellished a tale involving police in Las Vegas. He wanted to be the hero. He wanted to be the king. And for a couple of days he was, right? A couple of days he was... He was on top. That's if you're being kind here. And and then, based on overwhelming video evidence, it turned out that Michael Bennett was a fraud, that Michael Bennett is Pinocchio. He's the Pinocchio football. And all those people, big names like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and others that aren't, who bought in to the fairy tale being peddled by Michael Bennett, they all look like absolute fools for having his back. And so it's good that Michael Bennett is gone because he made a lot of people, a lot of people look really stupid who work for the Seahawks organization that bought in to his crap that he was selling. And you, you parlay that with the statistical downgrade and it's addition by subtraction for the Seahawks. Now they're going to get rid of other players uh, and some of those other players will be, be productive elsewhere. And they'll be good. And the Seahawks could regret getting rid of some of those other guys. But in the case of Michael Bennett, just judging this individually, uh, that is not the case. And you know, Bennett can make up some new stories and he can have rallies in the locker room with Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long and Torrey Smith and wish him good luck on that. That's, uh, you talk about a combustible situation. Uh, that's, that's a headache waiting to happen is what that is because – when things go bad, and they will go bad at some point, right? It's not, it's not going to be a fairy tale situation here in Philadelphia. Uh, then it's essentially adding lighter fluid to the locker room. So it's it's a good decision by Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks to get rid of this guy. And you trade for players, you know how it works. I mean, we all watch football. Hell, we've all played Madden football. I'm pretty effing good, by the way, at Madden football. I started playing Madden football again the other day. Uh, now, I admit, I play the rookie level on Madden, and the reason I play the rookie level is because my theory on video games is that they sh- the, the controls should not be so complex that you need an Ivy League education to play the video game. Uh, I like simple controls, and my play calling, I am better than about 17 NFL franchises in calling plays. I mix the run with the pass. Uh, I have variation. I, I spread the ball around to all my receivers, my tight end, the running back out of the backfield. Uh, timing patterns. Uh, I occasionally keep the defense on their toes with timely, hurry-up offensive plays. I'm very good at that. But e- even if you 
you just simply played Madden football, whatever the case, you trade for players when they are trending up, and you dispose of players when they are trending down. And Michael Bennett, uh, even if you take all of the lying Pinocchio did, the fact is that his numbers have been going down. The, the data is there. You can go to Pro Football Focus, look it up for yourself. But the parting shot is Pete Carroll is likely in the final chapter as Seahawks coach. I mean, age is one thing. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, and eventually that's going to catch up to him. And so this could be the swan song. This could be it, right? This could be a one-and-done sideline. That's it. See you later. Go to broadcasting. Uh, go hang out in Malibu and do whatever you're doing. Good luck. And if he's going out, at least he's going out freshening things up with the, the, the Seattle Seahawks, adding some new blood here. No no rebuild. See, that's that's one of the cool things in the NFL. For most franchises, there is that's a word that doesn't exist. That's an NBA culture, right? Losing. We need to lose, 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 lose. Uh, the good thing is in the in the NFL you have the haves and the have-nots. Uh, and you also have teams that, that don't believe in that we have to suck for seven years to be good, like you know, shout-out Philadelphia, shout-out L.A. Lakers. Uh, they're not teams like that that are programmed that way in the NFL, outside of like the Browns. Uh, you know, even like a team that's a dumpster fire like the Colts, they think they're going to be good. They're not going to be good, but they think they're going to be good. So in Seattle, it was it was appropriate. You shake things up, and the shelf life of the Seattle Seahawks defense started to go bad. And when milk starts to go bad, you don't wait for the whole thing to go bad. You, you start smelling it, and you're like, okay, that's it. doesn't smell right. Let's get rid of it. You know, Maybe the bottom of the milk's fine, but the top, you know, it's, it stinks. So things had gone, gone wrong. Getting a fifth-round pick for a player who's on the decline, and they get some salary cap space, guy that embarrassed a lot of good people with the Seahawks, that's a net positive. I mean, the, the Eagle fans, are, they're feeling great. They think that you know, they just pulled off a ruse on Seattle, and they're the ones that couldn't, by the end of the season, think they've been bamboozled when all this is uh, shaken out. All right, Spend Mather Show on Fox. You want to comment on any of that, you are more than welcome. The number is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. can be part of of the festivities, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Right there. There he is. So, yeah. Hello. Garcia. That's the, he likes the last name for some reason. I don't know why, but he's a diva like that. He don't, likes don't the we last all, name. Don't we all like our last name? It's not, everyone it's likes not the called the Ben name. Show. It's called the Ben Maller Show. That's the, we have the Bennies. That's part of it. The Bennies mm-hmm. is part of a show. So it's, a, it's an element on the program. Yeah. Yeah. Now, usually when a team acquires draft picks, it seems like you usually are not high on that. In other words, if you get a player who may be declining, but has still, I would say, at least a season in him, maybe two, and you know the production is going to be at least decent, he's going to be a starter for you, isn't that always going to be more appealing? Or when you talk about winners and losers of a draft than the unknown, than getting draft picks? Well, no, because I'll tell you why. And that's the great thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Because unlike all the other blowhards that do this, I look at every situation individually. Yes, as a general rule, you're correct that you, when you get a player as opposed to draft picks, which are lottery tickets, you're better off with the player. But there are exceptions to every rule, and this would be one of those exceptions. Now, it could be totally different. Seattle's going to unload they're going to release a number of players. They're going to trade some of their other guys on defense. It's it's going to be a a revolving door situation for the next 
at least in the next couple of weeks, it seems like that's the, the talk anyway. And so we'll, we'll do this on a case-by-case basis. But in the Michael Bennett uh, case, I, I think it's, it's good. It's a good thing for Seattle, and they'll get someone younger in, and they'll, they'll gamble. And listen, the Rams are going to own the division for years anyway. Because you can saw, do what you I saw, want. So they made a big uh, move today. Yeah. Controversial? No? Yes? Alex Ogletree? Am yeah. I supposed to uh, do a Maller monologue on that? Am I going to break that? No, that's, uh, that's, that's up to you. I'm just, uh, I, I talked to some, uh, some friends who are Rams yeah. fans today, and they, were, uh, they had very mixed feelings about, about this trip. Yeah, it seemed like he made a lot of plays. I was at many Rams games last year. It seemed like Alex Ogletree made uh, many plays, but uh, they, there must be a method to the madness here. And I, I didn't. I didn't see. I don't. I didn't break down every piece of tape, Eddie. I don't do that. I have somewhat of a life, not much, uh, not much at all. But I, I, I recall him making many, uh, many big plays and having some big moments with the Rams. The the story that at least the, the the excuse the Rams are making for trading Alex Ogletree is they say he was not very disciplined in the run game, and hmm. then they all got right. gouged a few times because he did the thing he. He was trying to be the hero. You know in basketball how Russell Westbrook plays hero ball at the end of games and tries to take the game over and it destroys the Oklahoma City Thunder's chances of winning? Alex Ogletree, in football parlance, tried to play hero ball and you know, Eddie, from playing high school football. Yes. Do your job, right? Stay in your lane. If you're a linebacker, you have to cover a certain part of the field. And if you try to be the hero and you try to make the play and you go out of your zone, it's a disaster. You do your job and the other guy does his job. And if everyone does that, in theory, you are going to make plays. No one. Exactly. No one can stop that. Now that. Yeah, that's right. Bring it, baby. Ram it. Yeah. I can't yell, Eddie. I can't. Uh, What's oh, the, the voice is? Uh... Well, no, the voice is great. Garlic again, Eddie. I woke up a little. And the voice was not doing great. I was thinking, man, I got to do seven more hours of radio. How this, this show is not sponsored by the good folks of the just raw garlic, garlic. Uh, of America? Is yeah, a, really. A so what I did was I did double garlic treatment. And I want to point out again. I always have to couch this by saying because management occasionally listens to the podcast, not the live show. But I want to point out. Do not take any medical advice from anyone on an overnight sports talk radio show. If you do that, you deserve to die. I'm a doctor. Wow, that's extreme. But, but I will point out, Eddie, that what I did was I did the, the garlic treatment, which was the, the candy, the, treating garlic like the hard candy, and then using that to help treat the, the throat. And then what I did also after that was I, when I woke up, I, I took it as, uh, as medicine. Chopped up a couple of uh, garlic heads. <laughs> Felt like I was ready to dig my own grave for about 15 minutes, and a few hours later, I started feeling better. Now, is there anything else you do with the, the garlic? Do you, like, rub it on the outside of your throat or something yes, like that? Yes, I make that? love yeah. to it. I make mm-hmm. love to the garlic, Eddie. Me <laughs> and the garlic see, make love. That's seems, what we do. It kind of yes. seems like it, yeah. Yes. What the? No vampires will get near no, me. They will not. I will never have to, to worry garlic. about a vampire messing with or me. Your, or, or possibly your wife. I don't know. Yeah, no one will get her. In fact, the, the, the aroma of the, the... Now, I want to point out, this is where you're wrong. We've told you studies have shown women are more attracted to men that have the essence of garlic. I think you've got more than just the essence of garlic. I think well, you, no, I have the whole got, thing. I have the, the whole shebang. Yeah. yeah. I like my meat seasoned with garlic. Yes, that's the end. They cut it off. The end of that is with garlic. You want to know why? They make me sound like an idiot, these, uh, these people here. How dare them? Danny G and Kupalu. And I keep getting pestered by our friend in Texas who's like, did you check the mail? Did you check the mail? Did Koopaloop check the mail? No. I, don't, I appreciate the fact that you've reached out, you've sent mail, 
Uh, my man, Mr. Irrigation, is very upset, and I completely understand why you're upset, but I don't, I don't even know where the mailroom is. I don't even know where my boss's office is at this company. I they got rid of you all the name. You may not be the only one. They got rid of all the name tags. I don't know where anyone is. I literally don't know. I I, I go every once in a while. I have to go up to the corporate offices here, and it's it's a wild goose chase. It's whose office is that? Maybe that's someone. Maybe that's someone from some music format or you know some salesperson for the you know the the northeast region. I don't know. I don't know who anyone is. I have a map. That I can make a copy of for you. Yeah, make that for me. Please. I would love that. It would be great. Was it the map that I drew? <laughs> was the map yeah, that, that was a fantastic <laughs> map of the uh, mail room. I thought it was a great map. Wrong! It, it wasn't. All right. We will, we will press on. We will press on a bidding war situation. A bidding war situation. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. You can message the voices in the night by following and tweeting at the host of the show, Ben Maller. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Ribman points out that the opening monologue turned Twitter into a sausage party. Yeah, I got a bunch of guys because I made a comment about hot dogs, and now everyone's like, well, I don't care. I like hot dogs. I don't care how they make hot dogs. Or, oh, yeah, this is how they make hot dogs. It's a video. He's like, thank you. Morons. Uh, thank you all. I appreciate that. Just wonderful. And, and barbecuing Len, I've determined, is if you think he's bad when he calls, he's even worse on Twitter. If that's how's that possible? I don't know that I, it's just amazing. I mean, he's uh, this is a this guy's so bad. I want to meet him. I wanna I wanna hang out with barbecuing Len. Uh, I think that's a mistake, but that's just me. Well, it's never gonna happen. But I'm fascinated with it. He's he, he must be intentionally going for this. Like that's that my belief is this is the, is an intentional act. Uh, Vols fan Jimmy says, "Have you played Whoopie Pie Blair at Madden yet?" No, I have not. And I don't have a lot of free time to play Madden, but when I play Madden, I embarrass people. I embarrass them. <laughs> I have a good Whoopie Pie Blair story. You want to hear a good Whoopie Pie Blair story? Sure. I don't know if I've told you my Whoopie. He, so he calls into the, the, I was doing moonlighting in Boston. He calls into the show. Right? There's, a, there's a nor'easter. There's, it's snowing. And no one's doing anything, right? No one's doing anything. Except it, listening to sports talk radio. Oh, clearly. I told my producer, I said, I think I'll be doing, I'll be talking to you. But fortunately, there were people that were, they were calling it. But anyway, so Blair calls up, and I had done like this whole long, drawn out speech about the Patriots, right? And, and he wants to talk about the Pac 12 basketball tournament. That's what he wants to break down. He's so excited because he can't go anywhere because it's a snow day, and he's excited to watch the Pac 12 men's basketball tournament. Brother. So what I did, as any good talk show, so I, my instincts, I think, are, I'm very proud of my instincts. I said, well, this is terrible. Nobody wants to hear about this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it entertaining. And I'm going to ask, how many Pac-12 teams can Blair in Maine name? And I set the over under at six and a half. Now, remember, Blair used to live in, in the L.A. area. And so you assume right off the bat he's got two. <laughs> you would assume. <laughs> right. yeah. so, so he's guaranteed at least two. I set the over under at six and a half. Now, do you think he went over or under six wow. and a half Pac-12 teams? He said he was excited about watching the Pac-12. Yeah, I'm going to say under. 
Not only did he go under. <laughs> all right, not only did Come he go on. under, he got four. He kept repeating two of them over and over again. And then... There's like, I mean, you got Washington and Washington State. You got Arizona yeah. and Arizona State. I mean, come on. That, I know. That should be like nothing. That's it. Easy, right? Well, I guess you, yeah. And, and he, he kept repeating. Oregon and, and Oregon State. Come on. Yeah. And so he he got the four. And then after that, he, he somehow, he had a piece of paper that had a list of the games. And so he started reading. But we, you could tell, you know how you could tell because he's not a trained broadcaster? So you could tell he was reading and he was trying to pronounce the names of the schools. And we're like, we caught you cheating, you moron. It was, it was, uh, it was great. So then what I did is I said, all right, Blair. Uh, I said, I want to talk about the ACC. And how many ACC teams can you name? Right. So we, we did this whole bit. And, uh, and he, he named Duke. He said, well, I know Duke. He was very proud of that. And then I said, well, can you name the ACC school which you know would be you know closest to Maine. What do you think he said? Um, let's see. ACC school closest to Maine, uh, Georgetown. Uh, that's good. See, that would actually be a better answer than Blair gave. He just said he, very proudly. He yelled out, "North Carolina." Oh! <laughs> well, North Carolina and Maine are you know stones throw. Uh, yes, I mean, totally look past Boston College. You don't need to be another. That's you know that's far away from Maine. That's the, there's not people commuting from Maine to Boston. That doesn't happen anyway. It's my daily or weekly update from my friend Blair in Maine, who continues to fascinate as one of the worst callers. Um, just just horrific. Not- Stop this future atrocity. Yes. All right. We'll get to the bidding war situation. We'll get to that bunch of phone calls as well. We will do it all. But I'm on time. Mallard by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. Which one of you played that? Danny? No, that was Eddie. Eddie? It was not me. Coop? Oh, it must have been Coop. You have to talk, Coop. I well, you got to your... go now, Ben, or you're not going to be on time. I want to know I want, I want. to know who did that. How could I have done that? <laughs> no. You've got a computer in front of you. And you have sound effects over there, Coop. Right, well, let's find out what's trending and uh, the buzz you. <laughs> Talking about his duck, uh, his duck call horn right, over there. All right, what do you got, Eddie? Well, let's start with news from the NFL, and it looks like there's going to be a change involving the Seattle Seahawks defense for next season. We do know that Michael Bennett, their defensive lineman, has been traded along with a seventh round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. Seattle gets back a fifth round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Meanwhile, the NFL Network is reporting. That Seahawks standout defensive back Richard Sherman is going to be released this week. L.A. Rams trade linebacker Alex Ogletree to the New York Giants for fourth and sixth round picks in this year's draft. As far as NBA games of note, the Rockets made it 17 wins in a row, longest winning streak in the NBA this season, thanks to a 110-99 win over the Bucks. Raptors beat the Pistons in overtime 121-119. And with that win, Toronto, the top team in the East, is the first team in the NBA this season to clinch a playoff spot. Pelicans beat the Kings 114-101. New Orleans won its 10th straight, but they also lost star Anthony Davis, went down with an ankle injury. He's going to have an MRI on whoa, Thursday. Whoa. Yeah, it does seem to happen to him a little often, doesn't it? And the Cavaliers beat the Nuggets 113-108. to Denver's loss drops them out of the final playoff spot in the West right now. The Clippers are holding on to the 8th spot. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car. 
and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, but there was a, another report of uh, odd questions being asked at the NFL Combine. Running back Darius Geis from LSU, projected to be a first-round pick in this year's draft, said in a radio interview that one of the uh, members of a team that he was interviewed by asked him if he liked men. Yes. And another asked him if his mother was a prostitute. Now, we've heard this before. These are very uh, popular questions. Yeah, 2016, uh, Falcons assistant coach Marquardt Manuel asked Eli Apple if he was gay. He later apologized. And then remember back well, in... he meant Flintstones gay, like oh, the old show The happy, Flintstones. Happy, sure. Gay we'll have a gay old time. time. Yeah, and then back in 2010, remember uh, famously then-Dolphins GM Jeff Ireland asked Des Bryant uh, if his mother was a prostitute. Yeah. And I believe he later apologized for that as well. Has anyone ever asked you know you of that those questions? I don't think I've no, been asked. No, I've never been asked uh, either yeah. of those questions. No. Yeah. When I interviewed here for this job for the Ben Maller show, here we go. Here we go. They, here we they go. asked if I was a pimp. <laughs> they well, said, they said that's we, understandable. Well, they, you were wearing a fur coat and a, and think, a hat and a I, cane. I think they did that as a courtesy because they said when they they had to tell you how much you were getting paid, you might have to have another career. They, I think that was the. Uh, no, no, we all get paid handsomely. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, of course. And ben sarcastic. Listening. We're all living large. Yes, we are. Record-setting podcast numbers. I, Eddie, last night's show was so good, I got a couple of extra gift certificates to Taco Bell. It was that yeah. good. It was just great. All right, we're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's go to Mike. He's somewhere in L.A., and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Mike? Big Ben, that was a great uh, opening monologue uh, about Michael Bennett. I'm glad they traded him. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but they did themselves a favor. And I wanted to say, besides uh, Clay Travis, I think you're the only person who's talked about the aftermath of that uh, report that, you know, with Michael Bennett and all his lines. And I just wonder why no one else has talked about it because it got a lot of coverage when it happened, but when it turned out he fabricated all that stuff, you yeah. never heard again about well, it. Well, because that's not, that's not the story that people like to share. That's the uncomfortable story. So they don't report the uncomfortable story. They report the initial story, and then they just kind of look the other way when they put their head down, their tail between their legs, and they go away. But you, you are right. I mean, it is odd that people just kind of like, well, well, we'll move on. It, was like a, it wasn't even really a one-day story. They, the fact that the video and the idea, like, I, I want to get in the mind, I, I want to know what you're thinking. Like, Michael Bennett, you're in a casino. That is more secure than military bases with the cameras that, all right, apparently you don't want to hear the enemy, but that's more secure than, than, than you think about all the places where, can you find a spot where there are less cameras than a casino? Like, if you're going to tell a tale, you, you know, if you, if you're, in making a lot of it up and you're embellishing it, like, don't you have the common sense to realize that you're going to get caught? I mean, it's not like you did it in the middle of the forest and there's no cameras around. The only ones who could, could rat you out are a bunch of grizzly bears. That's not the case. So uh, the, the Ben Maller show on Fox. Well, here's a wild story. And it just shows you the power of the Q rating. The power of the Q rating uh, according to the the uh, publication, the the tabloids in New York, both Fox and ESPN are entering into what essentially is a bidding war for Peyton Manning. <laughs> they are dying to get Peyton Manning. Now, Peyton Manning is in the running to replace John Gruden on the 
Monday night football package, and now that Fox has paid a gazillion dollars to get their rights on the Thursday night television package, uh, they are attempting to get Peyton Manning as the, the, the star of the Thursday night broadcast booth. And when I say there's a bidding war, uh, when, I, when I say that it is, hey, how much can we pay Peyton Manning, right? When I say that, I am not, I am not going halfway here. Uh, apparently, if you believe the tabloids, and who doesn't believe the tabloids? Man, are they believable. Uh, ESPN and Fox are both willing to pay Peyton Manning $10 million a year. Peyton Manning will become the highest-paid sportscaster in America. He's going to break the bank here if it it actually ends up being $10 million. Now, keep in mind that the Fox contract is, uh, let's say here, uh, they're not doing every Thursday night because they're not doing the Thanksgiving. Uh, They're doing the traditional Fox broadcast, but they don't get an extra game on Thanksgiving. And there's no Thursday night games at the end of the year, the last week of the year. I think doesn't it work out to be is it is it like fourteen or fifteen weeks, something along those lines? I mean, it's not a full seventeen week package. In fact, actually, the first the, the first game is on NBC. I think that's still the case. So, so anyway, it, it's not a full season. The Monday Night Football is pretty much a full season, but ten million dollars. Now I looked it up last season in the NFL. How many NFL players had a cap hit of ten million dollars or more? In the NFL, what do you think? You got a number in your head? They said there would be no math, right? They said there would be no math, and uh, here we are. Man, oh, man. Well, there are, what, 53-man rosters in the NFL, right? The, the active roster is 53. They haven't, am I right on that? That's 53. So there's, there's 32 teams. Now, if my Maller math is correct, and I hope Funhouse is listening, if my Maller math is correct, you've got 53 times 32. That's... Roughly 1,700 players, right? It's not trigonometry. Plus the practice squad, but we're not going to count them because they're not making a lot of money. So we're talking about a little less than 1,700 players, 1,696 players. Out of those 1,696 players, how many players had a salary cap hit over $10 million? You got your number? All right. The, The actual number, 33. So Peyton Manning would be the 34th, now there's going to be some more guys to get that, but based on last year's numbers, we don't know the 2018 numbers, but based on last year's numbers, Peyton Manning, by not playing and being a pretty boy, a Ken doll in a broadcast booth, a five-headed Ken doll, uh, will be making more money than, uh, let's see here, now you've got 1,696 players. See, there's, there's going to be more math here. See, I, I hate when there's more math. So you got 1,696 players, and Peyton Manning would be the 34th highest played. So you take away 33 from that, and that means there are 1,663 players that will make less money than Peyton Manning. You see that? Math! It's Peyton. It's Peyton on Sunday morning. Yeah. Is anyone going to watch a football game that is not a good football game because Peyton Manning is broadcasting the game? The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is absolutely no, 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 no. No one's going to say, oh, you know, I wasn't going to watch that Browns game 
But now that Peyton Manning's calling the game, well, I'm all in. I can't wait. Sign me up, coach. Put me in. The Browns and Bears are playing this week. Oh, it's on Thursday, and Peyton Manning's in the booth? Okay, I'm going to watch. I wasn't going to watch, but Peyton, he might say something funny about pizza or insurance. I'm going to watch. Man, well, good for him. At some point, there'll be a bidding war for overnight talk shows. If you think that's true, then you're gullible. All right, Spin Maller Show, we will press on. Time now for the Who Am I game, and we'll also have the NHL Puckham. Get to that coming up in a couple minutes. The Who Am I game. I'm a longtime NBA player. I enjoy the golf channel. I have been fined by the NBA for posting inappropriate pictures of scantily clad women on social media. I once bought an armored truck after signing a big contract. I also lost... Millions of dollars in fines because I missed practice. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Who am I? Again, longtime NBA player. Love the golf channel. I've been fined for posting pictures of scantily clad women on social media. I once bought an armored truck after signing a big contract, and I've lost millions of dollars in fines for missing practice. Who am I? The answer, Nick. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. I'm a longtime NBA player. I was a fan. Of, I'm a big fan of the golf channel. I've been fined by the league for posing pictures of scantily clad women on social media. I once bought an armored truck after I signed a big contract, and I've lost million uh, million dollars in fines for missing practice. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Chris is going with Gilbert Arenas. Greg clearly cheating, got it right. Bad job by you, Greg M. Club said, former Fox Sports Radio employee Cedric Sabalos, guest by the New York Bozo. Whatever happened to him? Is he uh, still doing stuff? I don't know. Used to ride a motorcycle when he came here. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Dino Raja, the great former Celtic guest by Eric. Mike from the LBC clearly cheating, got it right. You dirty dog, you. Uh, Stan Van Gundy from Matt, the Warrior A's Raiders fan. Zildrunas Ilgaskis from the Danny G Rodeo account. Uh, who else? Ivinson got it right. He's cheating also. Bad job by you guys. Chevy Chase from Fletch. It's good. I like that. <laughs> Greatest 99 in Laker history? It's tough. I, I, I might go with Chevy Chase. Uh, that was Lamont's guess. Right, do we, we want to read all these? Probably not. We don't want to read all these. Uh, Carlos Boozer from Tequila Man. Stoiko, the human victory cigar, Vrankovic. Uh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that name in a while. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I do. All it's right. uh, J.R. Smith. The great. You're going with the great J.R. Smith. Is that right? Well, Eddie, bad news for you. You're right. You got it right. J.R. Smith of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was playing with the Knicks, and he signed a new contract. He was so excited, he went out and bought an armored vehicle, armored truck to celebrate. That's a rational, smart investment. Uh, and he gets really good gas mileage. And then when he, was, he was briefly playing in China, and he got paid a good amount of money to play pro basketball in China. He just didn't believe in going to practice in China, and he missed so many practices while playing in the Chinese Basketball League that they deducted $1 million in salary from J.R. Smith. Uh-oh. Yeah, how about that? 
Matt in Indiana is next. Hello, Matt. Hello there, Ben. How was your vacation, man? It was marvelous. It was just, just marvelous. Thank you, Matt. Very kind of you to ask that. No one else around here are, asked me that, but yes. You were talking about a dumpster fire earlier about the Seahawks and the Colts, and uh, the Colts recently got rid of Frank Gore at the age of 34. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. Is he going to the, back to the Niners to retire? I'm really curious about that. Well, why do why, why don't you, why'd you ask me? Why are you, why are you asking me? Why do you think I have I all the answers? You know, do you think I'm related to Frank Gore? You think <laughs> I'm going to know his mom or something like that? I interviewed him when he was coming out of Miami before that the draft. kind of similar. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very similar. Yeah. Now, Frank Gore's going to retire, probably. So I would bet money he doesn't play again. How about that? You don't think so? You don't think he'll retire as a Niner? I don't know. I, don't, I, thought, I, hate I thought those, you might go back. I, I hate those dopey one-day kind. How stupid are those? How dumb are those? Yeah. One, are those the, the lamest things? I it mean, is. I agree. Then why do you Who's want Who's going to win the NCAA tournament? That's terrible. Okay? So I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to go down that road. Man, they're not dopey. If you ever left Fox to go somewhere else... And then you were ready to retire. We'd love for you to come back here, sign a one-day deal, no, I, do one monologue, rah, and then ride no, off no, into the no, sunset. No, there'd have to be a big fat check uh, for that to happen. They're not uh, not interested. I know at the corner of Ventura and Sepulveda, they're going to put a statue out there. But that's only that's only so the homeless people that live around here have a place to urinate. But anyway, all right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Public defecation. Time now for the NHL Puckham. And who is going first? Our weekly, weekly fantasy hockey game. That would be Eddie Garcia. Oh, yeah. Okay, Eddie, very exciting. You have the number one pick in the NHL Puckham. Well, I think this is the first time this player has been selected all season in the NHL Puckham. My number one pick, Taylor Hall of the New Jersey Devils. Who? Mm, yeah. Uh, listen, the, the team that's going to win the Stanley Cup the oh, Boston, here comes the suck-up. The Boston Bruins, yeah. Brad Marchand, he had a hat-trick the other day and two assists as the I'm Bruins beat that, the Red yes. Wings. Uh, that's my pick. Coop, who you got, Coop? <laughs> uh, I will go with Nikita Kucherov. That was a good pick a couple of months ago. Danny, who you yeah, got? still leading the NHL. I'm going to take his... From what he did a couple months ago. I'm going to take uh, Alex Ovechkin and Connor McDavid. It's a chalk. Nothing wrong chalk, with those picks. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Who, who you got? Hurry up. I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Laine. Sure. That's correct, Said yes. That. Very kind. Well done. Yeah. Tuka Rask of the Bruins, bam. Eddie. <laughs> uh, let's go with Nathan McKinnon and yeah. Andre Vasilevsky. All right. Uh, hook me up with Philip Forsberg of the Predators. Coop, who you got? My guy, Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, your guy. Danny, last Flower. pick. Braden Holtby. More importantly, we beat the clock with time to spare. Time to pull out the scandal banner in the NFL again. Yes, the fallout from the combine. Yeah, get ready. Be prepared. Lock yourself down. It is about to be real. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The combine wrapped up this week, right? Worked over the weekend and all that. And 
one of the players that is expected to be drafted rather high. Some mock drafts have this guy going at the end of the first round. Some say second round. Uh, I've seen some of the random dart throwing that has indicated that this particular player that I'll name in a second is going to go maybe in the third round. I mean, it's all over the place, depending on on who you buy into, which, which guru you're all about. Anyway, uh, the, the story which has come out in the last uh, few hours, in the nighttime hours last night, now we've got some heartfelt stories starting to be written about this, involves former LSU running back Darius Geis. Have you heard about this? Have you been uh, been monitoring this particular story? There was an interview done, a rather harmless interview that was done Wednesday on the NFL satellite radio channel, the state-run NFL satellite radio channel. Uh, and they interviewed Geis, and he decided, you know, I, I want to tell you, I want to be honest with you, I want to tell you what happened, my experience at the NFL Combine. And he said it was pretty crazy. Now, there are different definitions of pretty crazy. Like your definition of pretty crazy, my definition of pretty crazy, they could be totally different things. They could be totally different things. Now, anyway, Geis then expanded on that. And he claimed that there was a team that asked about his sexuality. They wanted to know. They, were, they wanted to go all in on this. And he, he said people were trying to get in your head. They were trying to test your reaction. Put you on the spot here to see how you're going to handle things. He, he told the story, guys, the LSU running back. He said he went to a, a one room, and a team asked him, do I like many? They said, hey, I want to know, just to get his reaction. Uh, he, he then said in the radio interview that he went into another room, and they tried to bring up one of his family members or something, and they say, hey, I heard your mom sells herself. How do you feel about that? Reasonable question. Uh, and uh, anyway, guys handled things pretty well. Right? He handled things pretty well, at least uh, from the transcript of the interview. He said uh, he was informed. He was prepared for this. He was told that this type of stuff, I, I'm assuming I'm reading into that, the, uh, that this kind of stuff could happen. He said I, he was told to come prepared for the combine. And guys stated that it went exactly how everyone said it would be. He claimed it was exhausting. He used the word exhausting. He also then said it was a great experience. And that's a, that's a very important quote from, from Geis. Uh, he said it was a great experience. You're being watched, tested the whole time. Uh, well, the beginning of that, those two questions, once this started making its way through the echo chamber of sports, we are off to the races. Uh, we are we are gonsies. Uh, we're out. We're out of the starting blocks, and we are running. We are running, running, running. So I want to talk about this now. What do you make of this particular story? You have a, a, a player from LSU who's projected to be a pretty high draft pick, and now he's been asked uh, two questions that have been deemed inappropriate questions for a job. Interview. Uh, now, my thoughts on this, I'll go first. I have chutzpah, politics, and I also have crisis management. All right, number one, considering that just last year the NFL investigated a similar line of questioning 
right? Uh, Eli Apple, who ended up being drafted by the Giants and was a complete disaster with the Giants. What a hot mess he turned out to be as a pro football player uh, at this point in his career. But with the Giants, when he was going through the, the drafting process, some questions were raised. There was an assistant coach with the Atlanta Falcons who got reprimanded because he asked the question you're not supposed to ask, which was uh, the inappropriate question to Eli Apple about uh, similar things, about sexuality and things like that. And so uh, here we are a, a year later. Now, there's a couple of things. Either you've got clueless, which means whatever NFL teams did this were just not paying attention, or the only other reasonable explanation for this is it's just a whole lot of chutzpah. A whole lot. Of, it's a great word, chutzpah. And, and it's it's just nerve and machismo. It's like, I don't care. You know, and, and, and you could make the argument that the reason they asked the question was to find out whether or not Darius Geis was going to reveal that they asked the question. Now, I don't think they're that bright, the people asking the question. So I, I, I put a very small percentage chance that that is what happened. But considering that there was extra scrutiny placed on the combine and the line of questioning and the NFL made a big deal about it and all these statements coming out, Dan Quinn, the Falcons coach, he issued a statement. He said they they reprimanded the assistant coach and uh, how dare you ask an insensitive question. They, they explained how inappropriate, unprofessional that is and all that. And, and so here we are a year later and the same thing happens. The second thing is just pure politics, just like a good, dirty, sleazy politician. To get your vote, they will tell you one thing. Uh, they will say, yes, I'm going to lower your taxes. I'm going to make everything great. Uh, everyone, no one will have any, uh, any ability to harm you in any way. It's just going to be great. It's going to be marvelous. right? You pander to the people you need to get elected at your little political rallies and all that. That's... That's how the game of politics works. It's that freaking business. That's how you operate there as a politician. And we've learned from many a politician, you have a public versus private position. Publicly, you are politically correct. You will do any kind of U-turn, about-face, change of heart you have to on any issue, depending on which direction the wind is blowing. And you're pandering to anyone who's upset by these things, and whatever the climate of public opinion is, and uh, community sentiment at that moment as a politician, you have to ride that wave. That's your that's your public position. Politically correct, all-knowing, all-powerful all on all issues, and you're, you've are you got to have the pulse of the people. Now, privately, that's the backroom position. That's the interview room position. That That's that's where the real thoughts come out, right? In the back room there, the uh, Neanderthal uh, mindset and all that, and that, yeah, Publicly, we have to have a position, but privately, we don't have to have that. Mainstream, we got to we got to relate to the mainstream, and the mainstream wants this, so we're going to give them that. That's our our position. But then, privately, you know, it's, hey, as our president says, it's just locker room talk. Is is all it is? Just locker room talk. Uh, do I think this is a huge, gigantic deal? Uh, am I am I wrong in saying I don't think it's a huge, gigantic deal? Should I should I get here and rant and? complain and say how horrible this is and how heads must roll. Is that what I need to do? I, I don't feel that way. Uh, I don't. And and more importantly, the, the person involved in this 
unless he's just blowing smoke here, uh, this running back from LSU, Darius Geis, he doesn't feel that. And he, he talked about, again, he said, I was told to come prepared. I came prepared. It went exactly how. Everyone told me it was going to go. That's, those are his words. He said it was a great experience. Those words also, a great experience. Those three words. Do you think that's going to stop the runaway train? I'm going to go no. Like This is just the beginning. Right? This is just underway. We're at the origins of this, and I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a story that's being discussed quite a bit over the next couple of years. Not not a couple of years, but actually the next the next uh, news cycle, if you will, a sports news cycle. And so the the last part of this, you've got crisis management because the NFL seldom misses an opportunity to overreact to everything, and they have an army of lawyers standing by Park Avenue in New York City, ready to go out and do an investigation. So you're, you're going to see a circling of the wagons, right? This makes the NFL look bad. You know, they had Michael Sam, the one-time gay Ram. Who's going to be the first to interview him? Harvey Levin's probably already placed a couple of calls into to Michael Sam to get his thoughts on this, and he'll come out, he'll release a statement. And then, So you're going to have Big Brother getting in on this, and you're going to have that snooping around, and they're going to say, oh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Sensitivity training, they're going to have – Mandates coming down, and it's, uh, that's that's what's ahead. Some think tank will come together, and blue ribbon panel, all those big things that take place, the pyramid of power, and they will determine how to never allow this to happen again. And you know what? It ain't going to work because the people that are football coaches and the people that do these interviews, uh, they there's enough of them that are still left that are drunk with power and self-importance that it's it's not going to stop. Uh, at least not anytime soon. And if you want to live in a Pollyanna world and say that's not true, it's gonna it's gonna stop, and the NFL is gonna make sure it stops. Good luck. Uh, now the other part of this mystery is what team or teams did this, and we might know the answer to that. We could know the answer to that, uh, and and we'll we'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia, he's also known as Judas. Uh, so only to you. Well, no, to the listeners. No, no the, the listeners know you as Judas. You sent out private text messages. You violated the circle of trust, the oh, bubble please. of trust there's here. No, there's the no, tru- there's there no, there's no trust on this show. Absolute trust. No, there's a brotherhood that takes place here. There's a bond. I've spent more nights with you than I have with my wife, brother. You understand? All right, you understand, Eddie. I, I understand. Yes. Yeah. No. Right, anyway, well, that didn't didn't sound right. That didn't. not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about again? I, I was uh, running back. It was asking. Oh, yeah. Gay. Right, His right. mom was a prostitute. So you said yeah. we think we know what yeah. teams. All right. So I've done a I've done a, a Ben Maller show investigation. I've done my oh, own investigation. Well. As you know, I'm look a, out, FBI. I'm a trained lawyer. As you, as you know, I have a legal Met one of I, many lawyers on the network. Yes. I have a legal. Yes, I got my law degree in the Bahamas. I, I have a I have a lot of power. I have a lot of power here, and I'm very proud of it. And I'm going to flex my muscles, Eddie. Is what I'm going to do. Okay? We'll all sit back and be impressed. Yes. Uh, so Darius, guys. Now I went to a website that tracks combine meetings that take place, one-on-one meetings at the combine. All right. And, Boy, that what a Whew, what a great website that must be. Yes, very entertaining. And so I've determined this is 
This is going to really blow your mind, Eddie. Uh, Darius, guys, how many NFL teams do you think the LSU running back, former LSU running back, met with? Uh, in total or in yeah, a in day? Yeah, in total, or... 32 teams. He was at the Combine over the weekend. How many? Uh, I'll say 15. That's a great number, 15. It's almost half the NFL teams. He's a top running back prospect. That's a totally reasonable answer. The number, Eddie, is two. <laughs> I don't wow. think this is going to be a hard investigation. All right. 50-50. Yeah. The, well, and he said that one – no, he the way he phrased it, remember the quote was one team asked him if he was gay and, and if he liked other, dudes, right. and the other team asked him if his mom well, was a prostitute, of a whore, you know. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say the the one team you've got – these are the two teams. You have the Buffalo Bills, Eddie, mm-hmm. and your Pittsburgh Steelers. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Eddie. Your uh, thoughts. That's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, well, you now, uh, Jonas Knox filled in for you one of your days really? when you were gone. Really? The Jonas Knox? Yes, yes. Legend. He's now, one of my heroes. He does uh, not. He does a weekend show with Brady Quinn, and he relayed a story that I think is kind of why, you might ask yourself, why do they ask these dumb questions? Yeah. Uh, and it's to see what kind of reaction they get out of you, and Brady Quinn was saying that he met Eric Mangini, remember that guy he used to be a oh, coach yeah, in the NFL? The great, man, the great Mangini. And, he, and he, he, he introduced Brady Quinn to like five different people in the Browns organization. And, and then they sat down and then he said, okay, now what are their names and what are their jobs? Ooh, man. Just, to, just to, to get a reaction out of him, just to kind of see if he was paying attention, just to put him on the spot and see how he would feel about that. And I, I guess that's the only reason why they do that to these guys, too. As if that mattered, though. What I mean, if this was a guy they were interested in drafting and he fit a need for them, is his reaction yeah. to this question really going to change that? I don't, really, I don't understand the motivation by asking these dumb questions. Do you think there's any I, I, legitimacy you to want it? From me? I don't know. I'm I, asking I, you, do you agree? Do you think there's any I, any legitimacy out of asking someone no, a I, shocking question and then judging their character based on whatever their reaction I is? I think the whole combine's dopey. It's a bunch of meathead coaches that get together and have a convention. You should dr- judge these players based on how they played in college. I totally agree. And I think the whole thing's a joke. It's Now it's become programming for the NFL Network, and that's it's a dog and pony show. That's what it is. But It's only going to get bigger. It's not going to go away anytime soon. How upset must the coach that asked if he likes dudes, uh, how, how upset is that coach right now? Because that guy knows who, if, unless this guy made it up, guys, that guy knows who he is. That coach knows who he is. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll find out who he is. Oh, and they'll yeah. find out oh, who he is. Oh, man. You imagine Goodell and all those guys at the NFL. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This is going to be good. Did you not get the memo, oh, sir? Yes. <laughs> sir, we'd like you to come to the principal's office. There's a nor'easter going on. We'd like you to come to New York. I know there's no flights, but you got to find your way to get there. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we got to the bottom of that one, Eddie, really quick. Good investigation. I can save the NFL $5 million with my investigative skills. They should for, hire for me. For a nominal fee, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll take, there is a nominal fee, as, as you, you said. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also available on Twitter, and that is at Ben Maller. At Ben Maller, you can be part of the festivities. It's essentially pigskin saber rattling. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It is the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. But I, I, I want to mount it. 
And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. See, I, I've now determined what the company's doing, Eddie. I've determined that they've made the overnight program here an obstacle course. Just moments ago, myself and the great Mike Harmon, who for some reason is still in the building, I went back. I had a simple request. I, I very rarely leave the compound, uh, the, the main studio here. I, I'm pretty much locked in, uh, and, and I don't go out very often. Once in a while, I'll walk down the hall, and I have a simple request. I'm a very simple man, Eddie. Uh, I just want a little water. Just want a little water. I, I need to hydrate. That's what I need. I walk. Well, down all the, the radio you've done, you lose a lot of fluids. Well, exactly. It's 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 just mind numbing. And, and so I walk down the hall to get a little water. And now Danny G's down there. He's got the refrigerator open. Fine, no problem. Uh, I wait my turn. I uh, get a little ice. I then turn on the water machine, the spigot in the sink, the and, old water machine. Yeah. And then I I put the the handle back, and then the water. The, the way it works is you push the handle back, and then the water comes out. Yeah. And, and I've uh, heard. Three drips of water came out, and uh, that was it. Done. Oh! That's all. Hmm. So that what, should be very refreshing so at, for you. At some point, at, and, and then what happened after that was you know, Mike Harmon is very helpful. He's a very nice man. He said, boy, Maller's in distress, uh, damsel in distress, talk show, in, talk show host in distress. Let me help Ben out. And so then he, we, we both together, he was kind of the lead on this, and I was the supporting actor. He decided to open up the bottom of the sink because he was told... Harmon, hold on a sec here. He's got, now he's got, is that a map? I can't, hold on, I can't, hold on a sec. Talk, Eddie, I gotta go over here. Where the hell's he going, Danny G? I can't see him. Uh, Harmon is standing at the window. It has been fixed. Oh, with a note. I guess his note says he fixed it. He fixed the water, Eddie. Wow. That's an American hero. Is he he authorized to do that? He's got an engineering degree. From Northwestern, clearly. But they pay him a lot on the Jason Smith show, so why would With he Mike still? Harmon. Why would he still be here plumbing? I don't understand, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I determined they've made it now an obstacle course. See, now I'm going to have to go back, and I'm going to have to meet with Harmon, and I'm going to have to figure out where the magic button is. We're going to have to launch another Maller yeah. investigation. Yeah. What they've done here, and I, I give credit to the company. I'm not ripping the company. If the company thinks I'm ripping them, I'm not. I think it's great. There's a series of. Of, of structures and objects that you have to kind of get over and under and you have to work your way through here. And I think it's just marvelous. I think it's great as a challenge. It adds another layer to talk radio. You know, most radio stations have a working printer and they have machines, you know, the water in the back works. I like the fact that it makes it, that there's a degree of difficulty. I think it makes it more enjoyable when I come to work. Keeps us on our toes. Yes. It's like a training exercise. I think it's marvelous. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Just, just wonderful. I'm saying toilets no. stop working. Oh, now that would be good. Well, then, <laughs> then it would be like a third world situation. <laughs> you would have the courtyard would become the new toilet. That would be that would be the way that would work. And, maybe uh, it would, and maybe it would. You would have a public defecation situation. All right, to the phones we go on that positive. Uh, speaking note, of public defecation, uh, weed man hippie. Yes, uh, what's going on, weed man hippie? Ben, I love you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. I really am. Oh, see, now you're laying it on. Now you're laying it on thick. <laughs> my mother passed, but yeah. we had a family toy store, and I used to show up whenever I wanted, and she'd get so mad at me. My mother is laughing her ass off at me right now that I willingly, for no pay, 
show up here every night at two yeah, in the morning. I know. Tonight, She's not the only one. Ten at night to two is the to six and eight and more. I don't even know. I know. I'm so I, confused, I, I Ben. Ben, listen, I, that no, 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 that explains. I don't even know what day it is, to be honest. I, what I've, day is it? I have talked. I, 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 I have talked so much the last couple. I don't know. I, I, I have am no so idea. confused all the time. What day it is? Yeah. So anyway, okay. Yeah. yeah who, okay. Yes. I want to explain something that I've been confusing you about. Come on. In my 1994 show that you saw. Oh, yeah, I love that. The Weed Man Public Access yeah, Show is great yeah. television. It's wonderful. Well, see, I did the show from 1983 to 1990. What you saw was a pilot show that I spent $40,000 on. Oh, my God. You spent $40,000. That Oprah never looked at. Weed Man. That, that top no. table sent me yeah. a letter. They wanted you me, know, the, and I ignored it. The, the, I ignored Cox Cable. That's good. That's a smart decision. There's Jesus. A, yeah, there, anyway, here's my point. Um, Here, uh, let me yes. finish, oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, oh, honk your horn. Yeah, all right. Now you honk yeah, your horn. Okay. I'll let you finish. <laughs> okay. I, at the end of that show, I ended it by saying this. We are standing just this side of the next major evolutionary change in the history of humankind. Don't blow me up. Don't blow me up yet. Now, I've changed because here we are, Ben. We are at our appointed date. And we are now... Oh, yes. See, that's cold-blooded. See, now, that's on you, Danny. I, I, I did not create any kind ben, of Ben, Ben, look at the time. Look at the time. I don't look at time. Supposedly, I don't, I don't you're Maller by the clock. I am by the clock. I'm on time Maller, by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. But when Weedman's building up to a crescendo, okay, when you're building up, it's like- in yeah, a, I'm, I'm sure it was going to be a great finish there. You know how in, in, in a movie, back when they used to make good movies in Hollywood, you have, that, you have the setup, yeah, you have the, the character development, you're, you're learning about the right. characters, you're learning about the story, and you're building up to a crescendo. The, the way Danny G writes a movie is you have all that, you have the character development, you have the build-up to the you're, story, you're, and you don't have the end of the you're, story! You're acting as if that's the only time you're going to put him on the air. That's basically a cliffhanger for when he comes back on in yeah. 15 minutes. No, but when he comes back, he'll be all depressed, and he'll be all you know, bummed out, and it'll be terrible. And we know how this works. He's very happy and you know, all that. He was earlier. He was talking about spring break. I had a conversation with him earlier. He was talking about spring break. And, and now, by the time we get done with this, I'm going to have to defuse Weed Man. Is when I'm going to have the, the bomb that is Weed Man hippie. It's like one of those those cliche Hollywood movies where the clock with the timer's ticking down, and then you have to cut the red cable, but not the green cable because you've cut the red cable. Everything's fine. You've cut the green cable. Everyone blows up. Anyway, all right. So Ben Maller's show on Fox. We we'll get to Maller to the third degree in a little bit. More calls as well, and also that pigskin saber rattling. But right now, Eddie Garcia is here, and he has. The latest. Eddie? Well, then we're going to start with news from the NFL, where the Seattle Seahawks traded defensive lineman Michael Bennett in a seventh-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fifth-round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Meanwhile, the NFL Network reports that Seahawks standout defensive back Richard Sherman is going to be released this week. L.A. Rams sent linebacker Alec Ogletree to the New York Giants for fourth and sixth-round picks in this year's draft. And the New England Patriots cut veteran tight end Martellus Bennett. 
the brother of Michael Bennett, so a big big day in the Bennett household. In NBA games of note, the Rockets won their 17th game in a row, beating the Bucks 110-99. It's the longest winning streak in the NBA this season. Overtime for the Raptors to beat the Pistons 121-119. Toronto, the top team in the East, is the first team this season to clinch a playoff spot in the NBA. Pelicans over the Kings 114-101. New Orleans is 110 in a row, but star Anthony Davis went down with an ankle injury. He'll have an MRI later on Thursday. The Grizzlies have lost 15 in a row. They follow the Bulls 119 to 110. Mark yeah. Cuban's he's turned on right now thinking about it. He's very excited. That's Grizzlies too much information. Yeah. That's college, ba- college basketball. We got another team in the NCAA tournament. Bucknell beat Colgate 83-54. The oh, Bison win the Patriot League tournament title. So we, go to the NCAA. We, don't the, we don't get the the jokes about toothpaste in the tournament. No, yeah. Colgate did not uh Oh, I don't even have the joke. Uh, This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price and True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You you could say that Colgate didn't get over the crest. You could say that, but we wouldn't do that. I think you're going to like this story. You've probably heard of it knowing you. I don't know. I don't know. I can't assume I'm plugged in. Former NBA star Reggie Theus was fired as head coach of the men's basketball team at Cal State Northridge on Tuesday. I didn't even know Tuesday. they had a men's basketball team. It's just so up I... the road. It's the alma yeah. mater of Justin Cooper, or at least he went there for a while. Really? Now, it wasn't a surprise that Theus got fired. He was terrible there. 53-105 and 105 was the record overall, 6-20 and 20 for this year. What was a surprise is that when he was informed by athletic director Brandon Martin he was fired, the two got into an altercation that ended with Theus filing a battery complaint nice! against Martin. That's great! The school president then later on Tuesday announced that both men have been fired. What? Oh, no. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. You're gone. You're You're gone. You're fired. Well, this is actually, there's a quote, you know. An eye for an eye, everyone's blind. That's uh, true. Blind. That's In the, the end, I think Fias <laughs> yeah. comes out winning on this one. You're uh, going to fire yeah, me? Yeah. I'll get you fired. I'm going to get into a slugfest, and I'm going to counterpunch, and you'll be gone too. Great. Is there a video of the fight? It was a. I don't believe so. Was it a rope a dope situation with Fias waiting back and then delivering the? No, I don't know. <laughs> was there an undercard? <laughs> Do we know if like the assistant coach and the yeah. assistant athletic director got into it? Or? I, I would hope so, yeah. yeah. So who are they going to hire? Is, is Phil Jackson and Coach Northridge? Is he the new coach at Northridge? Where's Phil so, Jackson yeah, living if, now? If, you have a, if you're a, a basketball coach or an athletic director, uh, Cal State Northridge is taking resumes. Larry Brown. Oh, he's going to Memphis, right? Larry Brown's going to be the lead assistant for I, I did Penny hear that, Hardaway. yeah. I heard that, yeah. Hot rumor. I like Larry Brown. He's a very nice man to me when he coached the, the Clippers. He's got... Actually, it was the Clipper. He, he was a great soundbite because he always was like droop. What was that cartoon? Droopy, droopy dog. Yeah. yeah, he always had the the world was ending and the other team was great. I, was, no, I loved fun it. guy to be around. He coached. I'm going to date myself a little bit, but he was coaching San Antonio, and they went in to play the Clippers, and the Clippers were just horrific. And I remember doing the pregame media thing with Larry Brown, and I left that convinced the Clippers were this close to winning a championship. I mean, he had just told me how great this roster was and how um, he was so upset that they had to play the Clippers because they had lost like 10 of their last 12 and they were due to win. How'd that know? work out? Oh, the Spurs won by 20, but mm-hmm. it was great to hear him talk about that. So, Anyway, uh, Ben Maller's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. My friend A.J., is somewhere in L.A. There's a lot of letters there. A.J., L.A., the whole thing. What's going on, A.J.? Big Ben, the dubious Duke of disdain. How you doing, brother? If I was any better, I'd be a plumber. 
but not a plumber that knows how to fix the plumbing in the back because I, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I guess Harmon's the guy. I got to talk to him. I got to find out what's, what he did, what magic p- button he pressed. But what's on your mind? Man, poor weed man. No intro music, and he gets blown up. Yeah. Look, your monologue, the questions that they asked him, I think that's from the agents. What they're doing is they're, they're trying to trigger him. Okay, so that way, I think it's the agents behind it. They give the, they give them a couple hot dogs. You know, you're all sports people when you ask questions. You do anything for food, okay? And second thing, all right, I need for you to clarify. Oh, I didn't call in the other show because I didn't want to take it over to 2.5. You had it, you had it rated. Well, at, uh, it went over. We had Blair, we had Anthony in Anaheim, and Weedman Hippie. So that was a clear over. I got to raise the over under on that. Yeah, I'm going to have to raise that to like three and a half. I don't, I don't think we'll and go over three and a half. The last thing I need for you to clarify, um, the earlier in the week, two shows you weren't on, right? Okay. Some of us didn't listen. Well, I don't so, know why you, know, you I, wouldn't listen. I mean, why, why not? Well, yeah. Ben, we're loyal to you. Okay. Well, we're loyal to you. So I had tweeted. I had tweeted. I said, look, Ben's not on. I can't listen to you. Yeah. I'm loyal to Ben. And Eddie tweeted, well, you can believe Ben would cheat on your ass. Please really? Clarify, Ed, Eddie said please, that? Please wow. clarify that you would never cheat on us. Never. Uh, Have Eddie, a good Eddie, night. Eddie, let me tell you. Except I, with the Boston radio station. Well, keep in mind, AJ. Keep in, keep in mind, AJ. All right? You're welcome, Eddie. If you want to come on, I'll give you the number. It's a 617 number. You can come on if you want. You want to do a, a guest spot on there? Do a segment? Absolutely. Talk yeah. about the Bruins? Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm a Bruins expert, all right? Marshand is great. Bruins are shorthanded. And it doesn't matter. You know, they've, they've lost two of their key players, their frontline players, and they're still just dominating. Your thoughts on Rick Nash, the acquisition, acquisition of Rick Nash? A little long in the tooth. Gave up a lot to get him, but it's an insurance move. And, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that championship teams do, Eddie. Uh, it, it's, it's insurance. It's like having Geico insurance. Danny, blow yourself up. Yeah. It's not really cheating, Eddie. I mean, you... You've been cheating on us with that little podcast thing you've been doing for years, and I've never brought that up at all. I don't get paid to do that, so I don't think, think it's I cheating. get paid to do the show in Boston. I do actually, yeah, <laughs> I do. Really? All right. <laughs> I, I do actually. Yes, yeah, that's why I do it. Anyway, all right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox. Now, this is the term saber rattling is a political term, right? So, if you don't know that, I, I shouldn't assume that everyone knows that, but it's. It's a display of military power, right? They have Donald Trump wants to do that. He wants to have a military parade and show off how many tanks we have and all that. And they do that in like North Korea and places like that. They have uh, Russia does that a lot. They do a saber rattling, talking about how great they are, how many, how many nuclear weapons they have. Well, in football, uh, it's it's a little bit of a reach, but uh, just stay with me on this. Le'Veon Bell, there's some saber rattling going on. With Le'Veon Bell. There was a story came out early in the day. Le'Veon Bell was uh, was very aggressive, and he was thinking about missing half the season. Uh, and that's that's his version of flexing his muscles and showing the power that he has, is that the Steelers and this franchise tag, how dare you pay me $15 million a year? You're not going to hold me down, and I could miss half the season. Well, he's updated his position, his saber-rattling position, on Instagram Live. Now, I only go on Instagram for the booty models, the, the fitness models, but other people go on there to, to hear what Le'Veon Bell has to say. Can you imagine that? Like what? The, the reason Instagram exists is to enhance the careers of fitness models. It is not to hear about Le'Veon Bell and his struggles making 15 million. I know the struggle is real when you make 15 million a year. Anyway, 
Uh, I digress. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell went on Instagram Live and said that he is good news. He has changed his position. He is not going to sit out the regular season. He's not gonna what? Miss- yes. He says instead, uh, as a franchise player, he is again going to skip training camp. And But once the season begins, he'll be there. So, shocking change in position. I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, yeah. I know it's I big. I can't believe it. I know it is big. That it is a complete is load of crap. That's what the that's how the bell rings. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Here we go. See, that's the bell. Here's the Insta Trivia. Despite having one of the 20 biggest contracts in professional basketball, blank currently has the lowest assist-to-usage ratio in the NBA. Again, despite having one of the 20 biggest contracts in professional basketball, blank currently has the lowest assist-to-usage ratio in the NBA. Fill in the blank. The answer trivia. Answer next. We do things a little differently than those dime-a-dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for The Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And let's get to the Insta trivia. And momentarily, we're going to have Maller to the third degree. It's always fun to see Koopa Loop squirm as we hit the rock, uh, hit the wall, the rock, whatever you want to call it. I want to tell you, though, Mike Harmon, he's like, you know the, the Hollywood movies where the superhero saves the day, and then when people go to thank the superhero, like they want to go thank Superman, Superman then is gone. Uh, he left. I went to I went to go find out where the magic button is that turned the water machine on, and he's he was out of here. So, it's like a real life superhero. He he saves the people that are distressed. He fixed the problem, and then before you know it, he's back as Clark Kent, and he's he's gone. So anyway, all right. The uh, Insta trivia. Despite having one of the twenty biggest contracts in professional basketball, blank currently has the lowest assist to usage ratio. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. Uh, in the NBA, uh, Mike from the LBC, clearly cheating. I know how long he took, so he cheated. Uh, he got it right. Pooh Richardson, guessed by Ivinson, former Fox Sports employee Pooh Richardson. Uh, Otto Porter, guessed by the happy bong toker. Yao Ming from Ernie in Michigan. Greg Oden, thrown out by the troller. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. We have Dabney Doobie Toker from Stoner Marvin. JaVale McGee from The Rooster. Barney Rubble from Cardiac Stanley. Kevin Ware thrown out by can't close the deal, Neil. Joe, the bitter Spurs fan, is going with himself. Uh, That's his answer. Uh, John Conkak tossed out by the New York Bozo. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I do, Ben. It's Hashim to beat. The great Hashim to beat. Uh, No. And it's not Catfish Hunter, which Patrick the Uber driver went with. The correct answer would be none other than Carmelo Anthony of Oklahoma City. Melo is still in the middle of that $124 million contract, which is currently the 16th biggest in the NBA. Of all active contracts, meaning the contracts that haven't yet started, that there's a couple of them, the uh, the Russell Westbrook, the John Wall extension that haven't kicked in yet, uh, it's the 14th biggest contract in the NBA for Carmelo Anthony, and he is last in assist to usage ratio. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Third degree time, and we bring back the coop, the loop. Justin, we're gonna start off with some bad news, Ben. 
seems like there may be a snag in the Clippers moving out from, uh, from Big Brother's house. It's being reported that the owners of the L.A. Forum are suing the city of Inglewood over plans to build a new stadium for the Clippers nearby. Ben, are you worried that the uh, move out from under the Lakers' shadow is in jeopardy? Uh, no, Coop, I am not. I'm not worried. Uh, you sound like you're excited about this. I'm not not concerned. Uh, because a couple reasons. A, this is essentially a spitting match between NBA owners. You've got Steve Ballmer and James Dolan. Because James Dolan, who owns the Knicks, also owns MSG. And they're the owners of the Forum in Inglewood. And the Clippers with Ballmer. So let's do the math on this. Ballmer's worth $38.7 billion dollars. James Dolan is worth $1.5 billion. Yeah, in billionaire conversation, this is the haves and the have-nots of billionaires. More importantly, Steve Ballmer has the politicians, the mayor of Inglewood, on his side. And B, the people of Inglewood would benefit greatly more, and I, I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm going outside the box here by saying they'd be better off with a showcase NBA arena, the jewel of the NBA for the Clippers, rather than a fast food fried chicken joint, which is currently on the corner where they're planning on building that arena. And this lawsuit is is pretty much a nuisance. A Balmer will hire the top lawyers money can buy, and if it has to get to a point where there's a financial settlement, big deal. You write a check. Toss in that hot dog cannon. Make this go away. But If Ballmer wants to get the deal done, he'll get the deal done. He's got much more money than James Dolan. Next. Ben, I thought that I, I might have read these reports wrong or that it was a joke, but yeah. it seems to be legit. Apparently, John Lester's solution to his inability to throw to first base is going to be a, a bounce pass. Yeah. Apparently, Joe Madden's endorsing it. it. Is this as bad of an idea as I think it is? You know, I actually like this. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I think this is cool. Uh, number one, I, it's unconventional. Unconventional is not bad. You know, occasionally it's bad. This is not bad. John Lester has, he's had the yips. That's the word. He's been unable to fix this. And, you know, they've tried the standard, long-established techniques of baseball to try to make it work. It hadn't worked. So you got to go unorthodox. And it's cool. It gives us something to talk about. Number two, you know, listen, you look at that, it, the history of sports. Rick Barry shot foul shots underhanded. The sky hook was an unorthodox shot. They were both very effective. Now, I got to tell you, if I'm the groundskeeper in Cincinnati, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, I throw rocks on the ground. So, John Lester, it's like, an, it's like his own obstacle course there. And I'm still upset, by the way, with Dave Roberts not running more a couple years ago in the NLCS when the Dodgers lost to the Cubs. Next. Now, uh, Christian McCaffrey is being dubbed a hero after he assisted a 72-year-old man that fell off a 20-foot cliff while hiking in Colorado. Ben, Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly? I wasn't there. Ben, what's the most heroic thing that you've ever done? What I do, Coop, is I provide inspiring, informative gas baggery for four hours a night, and I help people pass time in the dreaded overnight shift, the ability to speed up a long shift, that is an underrated skill, Koopa Loop. That's almost like saving 72-year-old men that fall off cliffs. Jerk yourself away. I've also dodged threats made by Cleveland fans, Ray Lewis fanboys, and Captain Kirk Trekkies, who have threatened my very existence. How about that guy, Mark the Full Name Guy, that used to call justifiable homicide? 
That was his threat against me. I put up with terrible calls by Fluffy Dave and barbecuing Len and others. All right, I can't go on. But there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? That's Ben, uh, you failed this. That session. is a win for me. That is a winner. A very odd conversation. One of the big headliners in the NBA. He hasn't played in a while. Many people forgetting what his voice sounds like, but Kawhi Leonard has spoken. We will discuss that and more. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Some interesting developments in the NBA. You look at the bottom of the Western Conference teams that are fighting for those final playoff spots in the West to be cannon fodder for the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors in the opening round of the playoffs. The New Orleans Pelicans, Anthony Davis, who's very fragile. There are several warnings around Anthony Davis. you you got to wear special gloves when you get near him, uh, and there's got to be a lot of padding, a lot of padding. He suffered an ankle injury. The second consecutive game he suffered an ankle injury and he had an MRI. The X, he's going to have an MRI. He, the X-rays were, were negative, but he's going to have an MRI. So I'm going to say he misses at least two games. At least I'm going to go over under two. I'm going to take at least two, but I'll, I'll go over the two. I feel confident in that based on his track record. Uh, so there's that, which means the the Pelicans. What a great nickname. Is that, that you can you think of a more masculine nickname than that? That I can't. Uh that they are they're gonna have to overcome that. The, the Clipper ships. Yeah, the Clipper that's a great that's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. You're just jealous because you can't afford a boat. That's your problem. Uh the Rockets continue. See, the the Rockets are great for Vegas. Let me tell you something. The, the reason the Rockets are great for Vegas, they've now won seventeen straight games. They played Milwaukee, they won again. And right below them in the West standings, Golden State, the Warriors have now, they're up to six consecutive wins. Then you've got Boom Shakalaka, the Trailblazers. They've won eight in a row. And then you've got the the Pelicans, who just lost Anthony Davis, possibly, but they've won nine straight. So you've got all this bottleneck, which is really just the number one and number two seeds. But see, the, the reason the Rockets are good for Vegas, I'll tell you. Because a lot of low-information basketball fans are going to buy the hype. They're going to get sucked in, and uh, they're, they're going to think, well, here we go. They're, they're this regular season success, and the, they have the good intentions of these people that the Rockets are going to win the Western Conference showdown with the Golden State Warriors, and it's all a distraction. It's all a ruse. Because when Golden State's engaged, when they're interested, when they're motivated, and they are going to win, and they're going to win convincingly against the Rockets. You know it, and I know it, but Vegas is going to benefit because the dopes, the rubes, are all going to bet on the Rockets. They're going to be like, they're the cool team, right? They won all those regular season games, and they're going to overlook, overlook all of the all of the, uh, the signs, the warning signs, with Chris Paul being made out of glass, James Harden's Houdini act in the playoffs, so you know, the regular season, it's a great money maker. But in terms of being a barometer of postseason success, 
for you know, teams like the Rockets, it's a boondoggle is what it is. It really is. But let's get to the, the big story here, and it involves Kawhi Leonard, who has gone on the record for the first time in months, the often injured headliner in, in San Antonio has addressed his health, his future in the Alamo, uh, and we'll go point by point on this. And he, uh, he was asked about, well, let, let's begin with when he is going to return. Do you have a date? Is there a date where you are going to return? Do you know Kawhi Leonard? I don't have a set date. Why not? Right now, but uh, I've just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, the progression that I'm making, uh, it's been great. So I uh, just got to keep doing what I'm doing. It sounded like we woke him up. <laughs> Take a nap. Uh, here's more from sleepyhead Kawhi Leonard. And uh, Kawhi, uh, give me just a general update on your injury again. I, uh, are you, do you need the leg amputated? What's going on? It's hard to explain, uh, okay. but I'm definitely better. Oh, uh, good. I feel better. Great. I'm feeling more comfortable uh, with taking the right steps. Uh, don't want to take no uh, steps back and, uh, you know, just uh, aggravate things. Well, you don't want to take a wrong step because you'll be hurt again. All right, now, that, now we build up to the crescendo, and uh, here we go. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you hear the question and the answer, and it's the, it's the loaded question, it's the great question, it's the question about the future in San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard. Would you like to finish your career as a sport? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's convincing. That, listen, that's convincing. Yeah, listen, Absolutely. All right, now, if you didn't hear that because you're driving a big truck or you're, you're half awake and you're half asleep, you're like a zombie, I get it. Uh, you're like Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Leonard says he plans to return soon, and when asked the, the loaded question there, whether or not he wants to stay in San Antonio, he said, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is yeah, what? for sure. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Now, so I want to talk about this. Now, are you buying what Kawhi Leonard is selling uh, of course not. Uh, of course not. Uh, my viewpoint, you've got open-ended, loaded question, and diplomacy. You've got all those things in play. We'll bind all this together. Now, first of all, when Kawhi Leonard says that he will return to the Spurs lineup soon, if you're a regular listener to this show, you know how I feel about that statement. The word soon in this context is a weasel word. Right? It's a weasel word. Now, what is his definition of soon? You know what my definition of soon is? By this weekend. By this week. That it's Thursday. By the end of the weekend, Kawhi Leonard's back. That's my definition of soon. His definition of soon could be April 15th. That's his definition, right? What's your definition? I don't know what your definition is. So it's an open-ended situation. Kawhi even heard one of those sound bites. He acknowledged that he still doesn't have a set date. He mentioned that the pain is diminishing and all that. He, he said it was hard to explain. It's getting better, though. Feel better. All that. Keep in mind that Leonard has not. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He still has not had a practice with the you know, regular practice with the Spurs. Not that they actually practice that much in the NBA. So it continues to be a... An odd situation. Now, the second part of this, which is the better part of it, Kawhi Leonard was handed a hot potato. The loaded question. And I loved it. I don't know who that reporter was in San Antonio, but good job by you. That was outstanding. 
right? When he was, do we, can we play that again? I think that's worthy of being played again. Listen to this. This is a loaded question, and listen to uh, Kawhi Leonard squirm. Would you like to finish your career as a Spur? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Would you like to finish your career as a Spur? Right now, when asked this, he was wearing a Spur practice uniform. He was standing about twenty feet away from Greg Popovich. And he was standing in the Spurs practice facility. What did you expect the man to say? Right? What did you expect the man to say? It was, we can all agree it was an awkward situation. And this is great because this is an old trick. Now, when I was a young uh, guy in getting into the radio business, they used to have these things called stringers, which were radio reporters. And we would go get sound bites and we would send them. Now radio stations just steal sound off television. But they used to actually pay reporters. They had big budgets and they'd pay reporters to go do interviews at games and stuff. And so I did that for a while. Uh, and it was just marvelous. Uh, it was great. And I learned a lot. And I remember one time I was at covering a, a, an Angel-Yankee game and the... Beat writer, I, I started up a conversation with a beat writer from the New York Post. And this was, the Yankees were not that great. This was before the Joe Torre Yankees and before that particular run. So they were they were a, a middling Yankee franchise. They weren't that great. So I, I ended up discussing some things uh, with the writer from the New York Post. And this was back, you know, George Steinbrenner was still alive at that time. It was the, the early 90s uh, Yankees. And he explained to a uh, a wide-eyed, very optimistic at that point, I had not become cynical, I had not become jaded yet, uh, Ben Maller, uh, the art of the the loaded question. And he taught me this, and it's it's something I could have learned in in a journalism class if I'd paid attention. I could have learned that there. I could have learned it nowadays on the Internet. You can learn this kind of stuff, but back in the old days, and it was great. And what he, he explained to me the way that it would work. And, and the Yankees weren't very good in those days, and you had to feed the headlines in the papers in New York. And so what you would do occasionally, when things were really slow and there was nothing going on, you would make the news. And you would ask you know, some random Yankee player, I don't know, Dave Winfield or whoever, Don, Don Madden or whoever it might have been. That was actually after those guys, so it was somebody else. Uh, I forget, who was the, the big Yankee before they became good, the big Yankee star in those years? I don't remember. But anyway, uh, you ask, you know, said Yankee, uh, who could potentially be traded, you ask the player, does he want to be traded? And whatever answer the player gives, whatever answer the player gives is on the back page of the New York Post the next day. Back page, tabloid fodder. Anything the man says. If the guy says... He wants to stay. That's the headline. You know, so-and-so will pick a, a random Yankee. Uh, I don't know. Mel Hall, he's in jail. Chad Curtis, he's in jail. Can we pick, Who else? I don't know. Is there any other Yankees from that era? I don't know. Mike Pagliarulo. I don't think that was his era either. But whatever. You know, you know, so-and-so wants to go, wants to be traded. He's not happy. You know, big headline. That's a better headline, right? So-and-so wants to get out of here. He wants to trade. Uh, guy gives no comment. That's that's okay because that leads to a refusal to answer the question, and uh, not answering means you can get creative with the writing. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And Kawhi Leonard, the final thing on this, Kawhi Leonard. While if you hear the sound bites, it sounded bad, right? You could tell Kawhi was not excited with his answer. The written version doesn't look so bad. The written version doesn't look so bad. But here's the thing. I am a body language expert. I study body language. I've seen the, the video on this to help our blind listeners out, Blind Willie, 
who used to call and, and Blind Scott and all the, the great blind female listeners that we have, uh, Kawhi Leonard looked like he was being prepared and prepped for a waterboarding session when he was asked this particular question. He had the kind of – it was like Jay Cutler in the, the first quarter of a, an old Chicago Bears game. Right, it, it was that. It was that kind of look. It was the same body language of Jay Cutler. So it was. It was a weak attempt at diplomacy for my man, the soon-to-be traded uh, Kawhi Leonard. All right. Anyway, it's the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. You can comment on all of that. It is all fair game. We have Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. So right over. Just very shocked that an NBA player would not. Uh... Would not get out there and play, uh, you know, through an injury. Less than one hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys yeah. are usually warriors. I mean, yes. uh, no days off. No, not no at all. No days all. off. No days off. That's what. That's the the old line right there. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, really? Who came up? That was me, right? I was the one that came up with that. I think it might have been. Uh, hmm, who was that? I don't remember. Oh, NFL coach. I don't. Super know. Bowl winning NFL coach. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no, uh, no idea. Anyway, was it do your job? Was that mine? Do your job. Maybe that was it. Do your job. No. I'll get I'll get it right eventually. I'll get one of the one of the quotes I'll get right. Next man up, was that mine? That was mine, right? I came up with that. Was that what was that? Nineteen ninety eight, next man up? No? Damn. How about this one? The train doesn't stop moving. How about that one? Is that that was mine, right? That was two thousand two. Train doesn't oh, stop that was moving. His? That was mine. Oh, congratulations. Mallow original. Yeah. Put that in the dictionary. These dopey words from the Simpsons they put in the dictionary. They put my words in there. It's more of a phrase than a, a word. Well, crap. You know, dumpster fire is two words. Which is two it, words? Is it hyphenated? No, it's no hyphenated. It's not hyphenated, but it's in the dictionary. Yeah. How about a hot oil fire? Is that in there as well? No? All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox, the cavalcade of uh, clowns continues, and uh, let's see, where should we go? Oh, our friend Rachel. We can't make her wait any longer. Our friend Rachel, trained professional singer. Uh, she's going on tour this summer. She'll be around the country. She'll be coming oh, to I a didn't city. Know that. Yes, she'll be coming to a city near you, and uh, she's got. She's doing a lot of state fairs. Is that is that right, Rachel? You're doing a lot of state fairs this summer. T minus ten and counting. Captain Ben Maller in command. What song do you think she's going to perform tonight? Well, Ben, yes. you know, um, I'm so glad you're back, but I'm sorry that you're not feeling better. Well, no, I'm good. I did the garlic treatment, Rachel, But and I'm, I'm able to do the show. I, my, when I woke up, I know you were there when I woke up, and my, my voice was not great. It was not, it was not wonderful. But, Ben, yeah. I what? wanted to share a little ditty with you to hopefully help you feel oh, better. Well, that, yeah, well, now that you bring that up, I, you know, I'm very stubborn. I'm a Taurus, so, uh, yes, I, I, will, uh, I will pause here. That will be better than garlic. Hearing your voice sing a little tune will make me feel very good. Oh, I hope so, Ben. Benny, yesterday my life was filled with rain. Benny, you smiled at me and somehow eased the pain. You gave us all your all in all, and now I feel ten feet tall. Benny, Benny, Benny. You're so true. Standing ovation. Your memory station. Rachel, it gets better every time, Rachel. Every single time it gets better. I want you to know that. 
Well, now and forever, Ben, you're going to be known as a sports talk radio's white mamba. Oh, all right. Well, that's uh, racist. That is racist. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Rachel. Everything good. Yes, you're everything's right. Everything's yes, all right. and I hope right. you feel better by uh, Sunday. Yeah, well, I hope I feel better by tomorrow. I got another oh, show what's, tomorrow. Gotta, what's on yeah. Sunday? You you have a little ditty with right. Rachel? Well, maybe we might do a duet. We've talked about that in the past. It's it's been discussed. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate that. All right. It's Ben Maller's show on Fox. I always wonder at moments like that when our friend Rachel performs a wonderful song. Uh, I always wonder the person that gets in the car and they turn on Fox Sports Radio for the first time. They've never heard the format. They've never sampled our show. They've never been in our store. They don't know what our, our product's all about. And this is their first experience with Fox Sports Radio. They turn on. They want to hear some hot NBA talk or some NFL conversation and you know the opinions of the day, and they hear that. <laughs> what's the reaction? Like, What's the reaction of that person that's never heard Fox Sports Radio before been on the air for almost 20 years now, never heard it, and then they turn the radio on, and there it is. This is not the number one station anymore, is it? Well, for crossover, it's number one. For crossover, it's got to be number one. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. On Fox, we'll take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. No boobies for you. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It is the playground for our P1s. You can message the voices in the night by following and tweeting at Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is still a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to Ask Ben. Your questions are answers later in the hour. Get those questions coming in. Keep them coming. Hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter, our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. We thank you for that. We'll be answering questions. People have questions. Eddie Garcia got to host the show, I'm told, last week when I was uh, was in New York and what you talk about when it was the Eddie Garcia show? Is there anything in particular you talked about, Eddie? Uh, well, it was after the Sean Miller uh, press conference yeah. and, and the revelation that Arizona was going to keep him for the rest of the season, uh, and uh, that's what we talked about. We had some technical difficulties with with Brian No, and so I had did to, you do like a deep dive on that? Did I, you do I did, a, a Garcia mashup? Did you do that? Yeah, did you right, use a lot of right big words? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, not many big words. I don't know a lot of big words. No, you know, a lot of, come on, you know, Mandarin really? Chinese, yes. You've eaten Chinese food before. I that's love close. Chinese food, sure. Mandarin orange chicken, you've had that before, Delicious. right? Yeah, that's Absolutely. outstanding. And you like Star Trek, so you probably know the Klingon language. That makes you, means you're smart, right? Uh, I, you know, I worked with a couple of guys in radio that actually did know that language. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was the early years there. Yeah. We got, we got rid of all those guys. All Not at, the, at the network level, we don't have those. No, 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 no Klingons no, working no, no. here. No, no, no. I hear rumors there are hidden Klingons, supporters of the Star Trek Enterprise. In the, not on this that. show. I hope not. Kidding Maybe. Me. I don't know. Maybe they're undercover. To the phones we go, the most relevant is in uh, Dayton, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, the most relevant. Uh-oh, there you go. What's up, big man? Hello, Welcome relevant. back. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yes, what's up? What if I told you that Lonzo Ball and the Lakers are going to sneak in, grab that AC, 
and dethrone the almighty Golden State Warriors. What if I told you that? I would say it's great to have childlike uh, enthusiasm. That is a wonderful thing. Never lose that. Never lose that as an adult. It's wonderful. Uh, and I would also tell you, you should bet all of your money, every every ounce of money you have, every cent that you have on that happening. Big vacation coming soon. You heard it here first. Big vacation. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure the Golden State Warriors are shaking in their boots right now, thinking about playing the Lakers. Yeah. They might be. They might be. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> okay. Is that it? Come on, you on hold for all. You got to give me more than that. Relevant. Come on, man. You're the most uh, okay. relevant. I mean, I got, I got some more, man. I've been, I've been holding. I mean, yeah. I don't like how you disrespected my man Jarvis Landry. Like he wasn't, like he isn't top two, if not the best receiver in the league. He's a bum. Next. See what uh, He like disrespecting my boy, my boy uh, Julius Randle too. I don't really like that. Julius Randle, all right. He's a bust. And Next. the guy who took over for you. Who's that? Which one? There were, there were two people that took over me. I, I don't know. Oh, he's a bum. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. These, are, these are good guys. He, Listen, he really anyway. wasn't. He's cool, but he really wasn't really interesting. Right? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. But thank you. I. It's not you. It's me. You know. It's not you. It's me. Million ways to do radio, and most people don't do it the way I do it. So. Uh, I you know, like, like it otherwise. Uh, let's go to Bert, who's in Seattle, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Bert. Hey, Ben. How are you? Bert, if I was any better, I'd be a Bennett, but not a Michael Bennett because he is no longer a Seahawk. He's he gone. We're uh, we're baggage handlers up here with Alaska Airlines in Seattle, Ben. Oh well, that's a great and, airline, uh, Alaska Airlines. I just got an Alaskan Airlines credit card. You know that? It, it's a fine airline. Yeah. Uh, hey, we have a job opening for two hundred baggage handlers. Uh, they really? Pulled up anchor. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. To help Michael Bennett get to Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> they just walked out of there. They're gonna well, they're gonna drive him. They're not even gonna fly him. They're gonna drive him so he gets there safely to. Uh, Philadelphia. That's good. That's a good line. I like that. No, they're they're carrying his baggage. They're flying. Rumor yeah. down here on the tarmac is they rented out an entire plane just to get him and his baggage to Philadelphia. Uh, you're going to need more than one plane for that baggage. Uh, more than one plane there. That's that's a, a, several planes. Yeah, it's a, it's a 757 Dreambuster. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, bro. That's good. That's he'll good. be out of the league before long. Uh, probably so. I mean, he's 32, right? How long is he going to play? And uh, he's got other things he wants to do. He wants to. He ought to get into creative writing. He ought to work at Disney and make up stories. He's good at that, you know. It's embellish stories yeah, and stuff. Him his brother Martellus, they're going to start up a reality show, Liars Poker. Oh, Liars Poker is that? Look at you. you got, are you doing stand up? Is this? Are you trying out material here, Bird? Is that what's going on? Is this open mic night? Are we? Do, are we a chuckles? <laughs> Uh, just passing the time on the tarmac, Ben. I understand. I understand. Well, what, what, there's nothing's going on right now. Like when? When do the next planes land? When do the next planes land, Bert? The planes are coming in and out all of the time, all the time. Need baggage handlers. Send Weed Man Hippie up this way. Hold He's on a sec. Hold on a sec. Let me hold on a sec here. Uh, Weed Man, do you want to go to Seattle and handle the baggage at Alaska Airlines? I want to see the aliens. 
What about Eskimos? Would you take an Eskimo? They can fly no, you to Alaska no, and you can see a real I'm life Eskimo. Fine. What? Then I'm in Atlantis and in the 94 show when I said we were standing just inside of the next. All right. I, I don't, Bert, I guess he's not interested, Bert. I don't know what to tell you, you know? What the hell okay, are you doing? Ben. All right. Hey, uh, get back your money oh. on Gonzaga. Yeah. Put uh, your money right. on Gonzaga. Ride with board. the Zags. Yes. All right. Thank you. There, you, there he goes, Bert. Where he oh. goes. Uh, no one knows. What was that? Oh, that was you. All right. I oh. thought that was him. All right. So the Ben Mather Show on Fox. That was complete confusion there for a moment. I thought Bert had ended with a great crescendo. And I, it's like, it didn't really sound like him. Man. Yeah, some good, good one-liners, good zingers on... Michael Bennett. Will there be a lot of lame jokes about Michael Bennett? I don't know. I haven't checked the lame jokes yet. Send those in. That's tomorrow. The lame jokes are tomorrow. Care of the Ben Maller Show at Gmail email account. BenMallorShow at gmail.com email account. We'll get to ask Ben your questions and our answers. And no boobies for you. Right now, though, we say hello to Eddie Garcia, who's got the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, news from the NFL, where the Seattle Seahawks have traded defensive lineman Michael Bennett and a seventh-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fifth-round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Meanwhile, the NFL Network reports that Seattle standout defensive back Richard Sherman will be released this week. And the LA Rams traded linebacker Alec Ogletree to the New York Giants for fourth- and sixth-round picks in this year's draft. NBA games of note, Rockets have won 17 games in a row. It's the longest winning streak in the NBA this season following a 110-99 win in Milwaukee over the Bucs. Overtime for the Raptors to beat the Pistons 121-119. Toronto, top team in the East, is the first team this season to clinch a playoff spot. Pelicans won their 10th in a row, beating the Kings 114-101, but in that win, they lost star Anthony Davis to an ankle injury. He'll have an MRI later today. Cavaliers beat the Nuggets 113-108. LeBron James a near triple-double in the win for Cleveland. 39 points, 8 rebounds, and 10 assists. College basketball, one more team into the NCAA tournament. That would be Bucknell, who beat Colgate 83-54 to win the Patriot League tournament title. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, as I'm sure you well know, the uh, college basketball conference tournaments are going on. And it's one Missouri- of my favorite weeks of the year, Eddie. I love it. I know. I live for Missouri it. Missouri freshman Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he was going to be the number one pick before this year. They right. said he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. He's going to play tomorrow in the Big 12 tournament. Oh, my tournament. God, he's going to play. Why is that interesting? Well, he was hurt in the first game of the season, yeah. first game of his career, and the lottery pick is coming back from back surgery, which was expected to have him miss the whole season. Now, he's a lottery pick, obviously. And we've seen, like, you know, NFL players sit out bowl games to avoid injury. Yeah, he's going, against, hurt him in he's the going draft. against my my advice. I was going to ask you yeah, kind no. of an Ask Ben question. Is this, yeah. a, is this a good move on his part? No, it's not. Because uh, it, it, the, the risk is too high. Like, he, if he looks like he's still damaged, that's going to hurt him, right? And he, he's not... He's not going to pick up enough positive stuff because he's not going to play enough. It's a small sample size. He can only do more damage if you equate in one pile, you put the the, the bad things that can happen, and in the other pile, you put the good things. There's much more bad stuff that's going to happen than good stuff. So I would not play. I would wait. Well, I mean, as a fan, I'm curious to see him play, uh, and I, I applaud him for getting out there and competing. But, yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't seem like it's the wisest move, especially coming back from back surgery. That's not that's not minor surgery. That's a big surgery. Yeah, I, I would think so. All right, it's uh, thank you, Eddie. So the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And I got to give you credit. You know, they, they, they talk about the circle of life and how, you know, we, we all go back to the earth at some point. That's how this all ends, right? We all go back to Mother Earth and all that. Uh, but in the circle of sports, it works that way as well, right? You start out in the cesspool and you eventually end up back in the cesspool. Uh, a couple of years ago, the Kansas City Royals were in the World Series back-to-back years. They lost a thrilling seven-game World Series in 2014. Uh, what a heartbreaker. Man, they, those, those hated evil Higantes, the San Francisco Higantes, won the World Series in Game 7. What a heartbreaking loss. But then they came right back, and they dominated the, the New York Metropolitans. They won the World Series. Now, break out your George Brett and your Mark Gubaza. Bob, you know, all those old Royals from back you know, a million years ago before we were all alive uh, who played in those the old Royal days, and so they'd won the World Series. But here we are just a few years later. That was back in 2015. They won the World Series. In 2018, the Kansas City Royals have done it. They have returned to that Royals team from the you know, 2004 and 2005 and 2006 when they kept losing 100 games. Congratulations. The Royals in one stretch lost 100 games four out of five years. And they are a bigger laughing stock today than back then. Why? Because over the weekend, we have learned the Kansas City Royal players <laughs> took part. They were they were frauded uh, to take part. They spent part of the, the weekend holding an anti-porn workshop for members of the team, the, the coaching staff and the players. No boobies for them. That I saw her boobs. No, 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 no. No boobs. No boobs for you. Cannot do it. No boobies. No private parts. None of that stuff. Now, Dayton Moore, uh, he he talked about this. You might remember back, I think it was last last summer during the baseball season. We we discussed it. He he went on this very bizarre rant about the, the taboos of porn, the dangers of pornography. He went on and on and on about this and uh, just just went just went nuts on it. And so there's some pictures that have popped up of the Kansas City Royals and their co- the co-founder of some organization presenting the Royal players and coaches. They're the first major league team to actively take a stand against porn. <laughs> what percentage of Royal players watch porn? Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know, with internet porn, I'm going to go 100%. I'm going to go 100%. Instagram booty models, uh, you know, the, the fitness model. I'm going to go 100%. Uh, and there, there they were. You imagine the the jokes that must have been told in the locker room when these guys, when they got back to the locker room, it must have just been marvelous. It must have just been great. The, the fight is real against the pornography. Yeah. All right. Do we? Are we going to have that here at Fox Sports Radio? Are they going to have that? I mean, these guys on the TVs here, when I come no. in here, it's uh, no TV4 and TV3. It's, uh, well, it's only the porn they can get, so it's, you know, it's the, uh, the soft version, but it's, it's still there. So. <laughs> it's, uh, that's outstanding. How much did that cost? Like, how much, like, uh, what's the cost on that? They bring somebody to come in and speak. They had to pay money for it. They don't, no, no, nothing, there's no free meal, right? You had to pay for that. I got an intimacy kit for $27. Really? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I'm damn proud of that. It's absolutely correct. I got charged for everything. Everything in the hotel mini bar they charged me for. 
Great job by the hotel there in Vegas when they decided to do that. Anyway, all right. Well, you guys are not interested in this. Apparently. All right. Anyway, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're going to get to ask Ben your questions, our answers. We'll get to that. And uh, the Royals, you can put the paper bag on your head right now. Good job by you. We'll get to that. Ask Ben questions next. Did that really just happen? The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. Now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And it is time now. Ask Ben. Let's get started. Here we go. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send your questions on Twitter now. Ask Ben your questions, our answers, and uh, right now, here we go. Pass the microphone over to the Kubala. Ben, this one's a kind of a funny one. It's not your typical Ask Ben question, okay. but otherwise nobody else would hear about it, so I want to read it. Yeah. Uh, this is from Jonathan on Facebook. Hello, Jonathan. Jonathan says, NFL bookum question. Yeah. Does whoever had Charles Tillman's last team lose points because he joined the FBI? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. What the heck? Come on. Ridiculous. How dare. It's a serious thing, Koopa. Look, the NFL bookum, in, it's got a high level of snark and, and complete parody, of course. But this is serious business here. Yeah, yeah Any so serious. Anytime someone gets arrested, my timeline fills up. And I, I finally gets rid of barbecuing Len. It's great. <laughs> All right, Ben, uh, another yeah. question for you. This is from Frank on Facebook. Hello, Frank. Uh, ben, what is your favorite kind of Oreo cookie? Double stuff. I'm old school. I'm, the, the old school is the original Oreo, but I like the double stuff. Uh, and, and double stuffed Oreo, the way to go. Uh, Have I you tried any of these exotic nah, Oreos? I'm not, an, you know, I'm not an exotic guy when it comes to the Oreo, I, although I, I would be interested. I, I, I did try the mint, I guess. I did try that, and that wasn't bad. That was not bad. A lot of food coloring in that. They make strawberry, right? They have the strawberry. They have like they have everything. Yeah, thirty-five different flavors. Who's buying those? Uh, I buy the uh, Cinnabon ones. They're very tasty. You buy the Cinnabon Oreo. Yep. I buy the cookie butter Oreo. They have. I don't even know. I don't. I had no idea. Google it. You'll be shocked. We did lots of research because um, at the start of the week it was National Oreo Day. Hmm. Interesting. Like there must be tons of these Oreo cookies that aren't being sold, though, right? You would think. Uh, you know, kids kids love their variety. Did you I see guess. they made too many Legos and that they, they the people at Lego said they made too many and that's why they lost money because they had to sell them on the cheap because they made too many so they're cutting back. Oh, did yeah. not know that. Uh, here's a question. Don't care. Yeah. Here's a question for the whole crew. All right. It's from Scott on Facebook. Hi, Scott. If you had to be a Frito-Lay snack, what would it be? <laughs> Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos, Lay's, Ruffles, or Funyuns? All right, so you've got Funyuns, Ruffles. What's the rest of you? You've got the Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos. Yeah, I'm I'm a Fritos guy. There's nothing like Coop. It's my it's my answer. Coop, summer picnic, barbecue, hot dogs, burgers, and Fritos. Bam. Case closed. Next, Eddie. Uh, Fritos are certainly not bad. Um, I would have to go, though, with Cheetos. Even though they get that crap all over your fingers, it's really annoying. It's disgusting. Yeah. You try, delicious, try driving though. when you're eating Cheetos. It gets all of the steering wheel. Yes, this, it's, that is Horrible. a downside of the Cheeto, but yeah. I do love them. Yeah. Have you ever looked at the, the back of- No, okay. no, okay. not going to do that. 
You know what reminds me of a good high school football game? A Fritos boat. Never had one of those? With, What's a Fritos boat? It's chili, chili cheese, yeah. and oh, the yeah, Fritos. No. Never did. Oh, yeah. they have it at the fair. Yeah. They just, yeah, you, just like open the bag and put the, put the yes. chili in there when they give you a fork. Oh, because of that, Fritos. Yeah, that's a good move. Has anyone had like the Cheetos and mac and cheese thing? I've never done that. That seems pretty odd to me. I'm willing to try it, though. Well, you, I have not had it. You toss in the Cheetos with the mac and cheese. I'm willing, and I'm willing the to try that. mac and oh, cheese. Coop, and coop. Coop. Yeah. Coop just said there's lunch tomorrow. I think we know Coop's answer. I think he's going Cheetos. I uh, no, I'm, no. I'm going uh, Doritos, definitely. Eh. Those, are, those are the best ones. Which flavor of Doritos? There's a million flavors of that also. Nacho uh, cheese. That is cool true. Ranch or nacho cheese? What are you going to do? Cool uh, Ranch. Cool Ranch, yeah. yeah. Cool Ranch is the best. But in, in why not opinion. original? Why not the original well, the, Dorito? The original is good, but... Is, is that, that true? Is that, that your preferred snack after a, you know... No. Um, is it true that they started at Disneyland? It's right. That's a legend, right? That they started at, at Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they, they originated as a snack at Disneyland. Hmm. I'm I, to, I do I'm like the Funyuns, but they tear the hell out of your mouth. They really, like, cut your mouth. Yeah, you can't eat that many before it gets uh You were always cool, boring. though, in elementary school if you had the Funyuns. <laughs> you, you, were, you were the cool kid if you had the Funyuns. Not so cool in high school, though. Yeah, high school, you know, they beat you up. But in, <laughs> <laughs> in elementary school, it was like, oh, that's cool, man. His, his mom really likes him, man. That's cool, yeah. All right, to Ask Ben, your questions, our answers. These are actual questions from actual, list- actual listeners, if I could talk, uh, like yourself. We thank you for that. Uh, next up, Kubalu, what do we have? All right, here's another one off of Facebook for the whole crew. This is from uh, Ariel Molina. What is the worst- I like how you give the whole name there. I like that. What is the worst reality show you had to watch with a significant other? <laughs> uh, well, I'm married, so any of them. I don't know. My, my, that's not too bad. She didn't force me to watch much of it. Now I have the plausible deniability I can't watch. I have to prepare for like eight hours of radio, but- uh, I, I guess like the 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 Bachelor franchise. That's been, how long has that been on the air? Long time. That's been on for a while. I mean, that's the first thing that pops into my head: the, the cornball nature of the early years of the Bachelor. What about you, Eddie? This is going to shock some people because you, my my wife watches the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader uh, oh, reality show. Painful, <laughs> and it sounds great. You know, you'd be like, "Oh, oh, this I can watch this. This will be great." It's so awful, though. God, I can't even. Even though they're beautiful women. Yeah. It's so bad that I hate it. It's just I can't watch it. it she watches it all the time, my wife. Interesting. <laughs> Danny G, bad reality TV. Is there such a yeah. good thing as good reality TV? Not really. Yeah. 2010 through 2013, my girlfriend at the time forced me to watch the Kardashians with her on Sunday evenings. Ooh. That was well, I a- hope she made it up to you, Danny. Yeah. She, she, and I, I threw a fit about it, and she's like, well, I will reward you after the show if you watch it with me. Yeah, all right. Week. That goes well for a couple of episodes, but by the you know, third or fourth episode, she's no longer in the mood to uh, celebrate. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kuba Loop, what about you? Anything, uh, well, yeah. back when I had a significant other, um, okay. uh, I'm, ashamed to, oh, I'm ashamed to admit that a lot of these reality shows I would, I would be angry about and then eventually I would get into. Uh, but the one that I could never get into, in fact, it was so bad I would become infuriated, enraged when it was on, was that Toddlers and Tiara show. Oh. I, would, I would be like, turn this crap off. Wow. Not, not even Passion. a couple minutes. It would just... It would just Coop smash. Uh, yes, exactly. Turns into the Hulk. Is that show... Is it Cheaters? Is that still on? Remember that show Cheaters? Oh, that was yeah. actually... That wasn't yeah. bad, actually. That was They're good. on like their third host now. Oh, are they? I like Bait Car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bait, no, yeah that that's good. good. That's good yeah. TV. Is that still yeah. on the air? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. That was awesome, man. 
it was great because you'd play along. Like, oh, is this idiot yeah, going to go yeah. in the car? What's he going to? And I always love when they got caught. I was just trying caught. to help. I yeah, was yeah. getting the car. I was just out of trying the way. to move the car, man. Yeah. Just well, trying to move the car. There's safety. A, there's an, always a friend that was like, "Bank car, bank car." <laughs> and they didn't listen. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah, that was good TV. I hope that's still on the air. I got to look that up. Quick one for you, Ben. Okay. This is from uh, Aussie Jai J Jai J. I believe. Yeah, J. I don't know. Jai. Well, it says J Y E. Oh, it ended in 2012. Bait car. Damn it. Ribbed, studded, or smooth? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, well Kubaloo now is Intimacy kit. Well, that, that, that depends on you know how to answer that. The, the que- I would answer this. Oh, out of time. <laughs> if you had the Seahawks defense standing pat, you are a loser. It is a fire sale situation. There is a blue light special on the aisle in Seattle. If you would like a deal, come on down. The price is right. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Some days are more interesting than other days. Uh, that's uh, generally how it goes, right? Not not all days are the same. And you come in here and you you blow hard in the radio. You talk about all this nonsense. And and some days you just you're just being like Michael Bennett making up a story. You're being very creative about it. And other days you come in here and you're like, there's actually stuff that's legitimate. Uh, and the the news of the day in the NFL out of Seattle. It started with Michael Bennett, who was traded from the Seahawks over to the Philadelphia Eagles. And there would have been some rumor mongering about that. Turned out that it happened. He's out. He's going to the Eagles. And it was a bizarre story that the the NFL networks in Rappaport said that the Patriots actually offered more to get Bennett, but the Seahawks turned down the trade instead sending him to Philadelphia. Now the trade's not official yet, can't be official till March fourteenth, even though it's being reported as a done deal, it's not official official. It's very odd. If someone comes along and offers you more, uh, why would you agree to a lesser trade? There has to be more to the story than that. But now that the floodgates have opened, right? the floodgates have opened, you know the drill here. Uh, we have a bunch of shenanigans going on. It's not Tom Foolery, It's Ben Foolery with transactions, and this guy's going and that guy's going. The next two names on the chopping block in Seattle are Earl Thomas the Earl of the Legion of Boom. And have you heard about the other one? The other one's Richard Sherman. right? Richard Sherman's the other one. And here is where we are right now. Very latest on this, because I know you're desperately trying to get an update. Uh, Here's where we stand. Uh, Richard Sherman is expected to be handed his pink slip. He will have to meet with HR, and they will tell him he is being fired, and he will be asked to leave the building within 30 minutes. He'll be given a box and he will have to get his personal belongings put in the. Oh, that was actually me when I got uh, let go. But but anyway, he he's been he's being removed from the Seattle Seahawks roster, and so that'll happen in the next two days, according to media reports. Now Earl Thomas is a little more tricky, little bit more tricky. Uh, the reason being that Thomas is not injured, and he's good, really good. He's been been to the Pro Bowl six of the last seven years. He's going to be 29 
by next NFL season. So he's still got several years in his prime. And considering the fact, if you look around the Seahawks defense, Michael Bennett gone and Richard Sherman's going to be released. And you're looking for the other big names, the headline names on the Legion of Boom. And you've got Cam Chancellor, who has questions whether he'll ever play again, uh, a neck injury. Uh, Cliff Averill, who also has a neck injury. Those guys are doing a tightrope walk, just trying to consider whether to play football again or not. So uh, there's nothing to do with those guys because they're, they're injured. Bennett's gone. Sherman's gone. What do you do with Earl Thomas? Is he the last man standing? The last one left. Well, everything else moves on, and he's the guy. Uh, the, the chances of Earl Thomas staying in Seattle are not great, and the reason they're not great is there is going to be a tremendous amount of interest. And Seattle, if they're trying to change and, and, and you know, redo everything, and that's the big plan, put a stick of dynamite into the Legion of Boom, uh, then you've You've got to go all in, right? Now, that you can get some other appealing players. There's plenty of players in this draft that, according to all the draft gurus, are breathtaking and astonishing. They, they all look like Adonis. They were all very impressive over the weekend in the scouting combine, and uh, the scouts are just drooling. It's intoxicating how talented these guys are, going on and on and on and on about that. But the reality is that's a uh, crapshoot. The idea you're going to get, let's be reasonable here. The, guy, the, the reason that you don't trade Earl Thomas is that you think you can be good again and really good within the next three years, that you're gambling on that. But there is a a bigger question. You don't want to get into this and we'll discuss the state of the Seahawks and if you would like to poach anything out of Seattle, because that's really what this is about. It's a poaching situation. And so the, the question here on this is where are we going? Like where is it going to be Russell Wilson – Doug Baldwin, and then that's it. Is everyone gone? I'm going to say yes. I don't. I don't. I don't see any reason that you you don't go halfway in these things. Usually, you don't go halfway, uh, and you can. You know, occasionally there are exceptions to the rule where you do go halfway, but generally it's like reading the alphabet. You don't typically stop in the middle. You go from A to Z. Right, you go from uh, alpha to omega. You you go right through. You don't stop somewhere in the middle. It's usually how how it works. Uh, my thoughts on this: you've got some mitigating factors. Turn out the lights. The party's over. And warning labels. You got all those things. Now the mitigating factors here are the fact that Russell Wilson's playing baseball. He's doing that you know the, the trophy wife thing with the Yankees. Uh, but there's no indication that that there's any kind of chasm between him and the brass in Seattle. This is more an issue of age, wear and tear on the defensive side. But there is some concern that Pete Carroll is on borrowed time as coach of the Seahawks. That the the message, while he's still Mr. Peppy, Mr. Happy, he's 66 years old. He's going to be 67 by next uh, NFL season. And and the question becomes, uh, you know, September when the season begins. By the time we get to like week two, he will be 67 years old. And you know, you've got plenty of years to go. He can go live a very long life. He can live another 30 years, Pete Carroll. Uh, mathematically, that's not going to happen. But anyway, he's, he takes care of himself. He's into yoga and all that nonsense. But does he even want to do it? Like, you know, is he just, he's made a lot of money. He's been one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. He was a high paid coach at USC. Does he want to go through all the nonsense? Maybe he does. Maybe he's got nothing else. He seems like a kind of guy 
that has other things. Like if you were to compare Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, you would say Bill Belichick's got nothing else. He's got no real hobbies. There's nothing else going on there. Uh, That's it. Pete Carroll seems like he's got other stuff going on. It might not be good stuff, but he's got other stuff to pass the time. But is this his last shot? He's been an NFL head coach. I mean, think about the the amount of time. Carroll, well, he's been a coach since like the, the early 1970s, but he was an NFL head coach with the Jets in 1994. So is, is this it, right? This, the crescendo is the Super Bowl win. The, the just demoralizing of the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl, and then, then now this is the slow decline to the exit point. But So there's some mitigating factors with that. Is, is this Pete Carroll's last, last go-around? Is he going to be allowed to stick around? Does he even want to stick around to see how this all works out? And then number two, you have turn out the lights, the party's over when it comes to the defense. The legion of boom and this assumption that the Seattle Seahawks were going to be great for the next decade and they were going to be a legitimate dynasty and all that and all those championships were going to come to CenturyLink Field. And the reality is the the window, you want to play the window of opportunity game, you want to do that window of opportunity, uh, it, was, it had the, the, the typical lifespan. The Seahawks were really, really good for a couple of years. And they, they owned a very pathetic NFC West when teams like the, the old St. Louis Rams and the the Cardinals were, were not all that good. And then you had the you know, 49ers who were a, a rival early on in this run. But the Seahawks, their run was, let's see here, five years? That was it? Five or six years? Where they were in the playoffs, they got to a couple of Super Bowls, they lost divisional playoff games, and that was it. So that that's fine. I mean, these things have a shelf life, and that was it. I mean, the, the defense last year was flawed. And at the end of the year, when the injuries started mounting, it, they were taken, the Legion of Boom was taken to the slaughterhouse. Uh, they had, overall, they had the 10th best defense in the NFL. The last part of the regular season, Seattle had the 28th ranked defense. Now, many of these guys weren't even playing that are being shipped around the NFL to other teams. Uh, but the, the last thing here is there's a warning label that has to be put on Richard Sherman, uh, that you have to put a warning label on Bennett now that he's gone. And I must tell you, there's a lot of celebration in Seattle. It sounds from the reaction we're getting that Michael Bennett's no longer there. Uh, and, and you know, Richard Sherman, you got to handle with care. It is going to be fascinating to see, and I look forward to it because it'll provide good radio, good radio fodder. There's a lot of reasons not to bring in Richard Sherman. Uh, I would take a flyer on him as long as he's you know, free agent. You don't have to pay him much money. Something you know, if I'm running the salary cap, but he's had two. Injury situations, and the, the main one is the Achilles that he tore. You've got that, but you also have the other Achilles, which got worked on. So both of his Achilles tendons have had issues, and he's going to be 30 years old. That's a problematic, but I, I like his uh, his annoyance with everything, the motivation, uh, the at least the things he says publicly. He's annoyed by everything. He has an answer to everything. He'll be somewhere. He'll be somewhere. Now, for, for personal reasons, I hope he ends up with the Patriots because that would be good for me. So I hope that happens, and if not, see, I don't see him going to like the Cleveland Browns. I think he's going to go to a high-profile team. I think it's common sense. He's not going to go take the the most money and go, uh, you know, five and eleven with the Browns and be an amazing turnaround. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox on Fox, and we have Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia, so right yeah. over there. 
Now, yes, I've heard Richard what? Sherman is his own agent. Yes, he is. And is that having I'm my own ish- agent too, Eddie, by the way. Same here, but yes. uh, is that having issues with him as far as, you know, he, he can't really talk to other teams or do things that maybe an agent would do if he, right, if he had an indication that he was going to be going somewhere else or anything like that? Is but that- he can't talk to other, like, players, right? The recruitment of other players. Well, they but they do that, I mean. But- yeah, so you can just have a, you have to have a surrogate for whatever team, talk to him and. Is he going to go to Atlanta? I don't know. I don't want him to go to Atlanta. And then one of one of Pete Carroll's old guys is in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Well, they they were there were rumors that that's where Michael Bennett was heading, but that obviously didn't yeah. didn't come to, okay. to pass. It's an obvious you toss a rumor out. That's a pretty yeah. good rumor to toss out. So what, what's going to be the big story tomorrow? Is it going to be Kirk Cousins? He can't really he can't decide where he's going to go. Right? He hasn't he can't visit anyone yet. I saw. The, I, I think he's going to string this out for a while. Don't you think? Yeah, well, he was asking advice on Twitter, which I always go to. When I'm going to make a major life decision, I ask people on Twitter where I should go. What did he say? Well, he asked if they had any advice. He was like saying, you know, for the first time since I guess he went to Michigan State, he was talking about how he has a choice now where he wants to play, and he was asking people's advice. What's your advice, Eddie? Where should he go? Uh, I I would advise him to go somewhere where he can uh, win, where he can have the most chances of success. No, no, no. You go for money. No. You go for the money. You're in this. It's a you're, job. You're, you're you go rich a... regardless of where you're going to go. No. Go where you're going to be happy. limited time to play in the NFL. You can be happy anywhere. The NFL. You not know, in you... Cleveland. Oh, you could be happy in Cleveland. I would not oh, be happy in Cleveland. Those lunatics in Cleveland, if Kirk Cousins turned the Browns into a good team, can you imagine? They would oh, lick his toes All he has to do day. is turn them into a good team, huh? Yes, a That's playoff team. Do? A playoff team. Hmm. The Browns have... It you know, seems at, likely. At, at some point, listen... My theory is at some point, even if the Browns don't hire anyone that knows what they're doing, they they got you know, the new GM now in Cleveland, they're going to be good again. The Cincinnati Bengals had a run where they were a playoff team, and they had like, you know, what, 15, 20 years ago, they were terrible. Every year they were horrific, the Bengals. And then they had a run. They just kept drafting players in the top 10 of the draft, and then you had a bunch of high draft picks, and eventually they they became relevant, and they were, they, were, they were a playoff team. Not that they won in the playoffs, but they made the playoffs year after year. They got to play in a playoff game. Yeah, he can go to the playoffs next year if he goes to the Vikings. Yeah, but if he goes to the Jets or the Browns or whoever, and he makes the most money, he's such a good player, Eddie, he'll turn those teams into successful franchises. Remember what Vaughn Miller said, right? Vaughn Miller said if the Broncos get Kirk Cousins, they are automatically in Super Bowl contention. He's been uh, going Lupa was so go, excited when he read that. Yeah, he's, he's going so hard after yeah. Kirk Cousins and Bond Miller. He is. It's a little creepy, isn't it? I mean, come on. It's a little yeah. embarrassing. You know? Well, when you have uh, Trevor Simeon and that group, I make you a little yeah. desperate, I guess. I mean, I like Doug Gottlieb, but when he became available, I didn't run out and recruit him. You know? Professional. You didn't? No, I did not. No. I, I stood my ground, Eddie. I stood my ground. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to happen. Well, remember what happened when you tried to recruit LeBron James to the Clippers. It didn't worked really out work. very well. It did not work out well. We got no. the prime years of Chris Paul, and the Rockets are getting the sloppy seconds. That's what they're getting. Wonderful. It's one of the great motivational marches. You know, Now there's marches and all this. There's great movements that have happened on social media. But those were the that was the early days of social media, and it was great. It was me. It was Clipper Daryl with his bullhorn. Yeah, about was six awesome. other people. It's the lead story on SportsCenter that night. You're jealous. There were thousands of people. Oh, that's a lie. That's not a lie. That is a lie. I'm using NFL math. There were thousands of people. I I use NFL math. Remember when the the NFL had a pep rally in London? 
and they said two million people showed up, and we determined that they counted all the people that lived in that neighborhood in London, <laughs> that they counted well, all the people as attending the they, rally. They were there. So, so I'm using NFL map. I'm at, all the people that were working in downtown Los yeah. Angeles, I'm counting those people. And I'm going low. I'm going low at thousands. There were, there were hundreds of thousands of people there. Men, women, and children. All united for a common cause. For some reason, I remember Bill Plasky was asking me why I was going out to join the rally, and I said, well, Bill, you should... I invited him, but he didn't come out. I don't That's know shocking. <laughs> you know, he sat in his little press, press room with his dopey writer friends and all that. All right. Anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, if you would like to be part, the number, and there's a line open for the first time in a while, 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We've got Weed Man Hippie who's doing the full Maller Marathon. We're not talking to him right now. We'll see if he's awake. So usually this is the hour that he ends up falling asleep. It's usually how it works. We'll have Eddie's Puck the World. We'll get to that and your phone calls. We'll do it next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia Springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. You're going to watch this O.J. Simpson confession? Isn't this like from 2006 or something like that? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, no, How come I won't it didn't be air? Why didn't it air in 2006? What happened? I don't know. You don't know the backstory on that? It's going to air this weekend, right? Yeah. I have no interest in that. What kind of rate? Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, I believe, I, 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 believe it was, I believe it was 2011, and uh, there was- I it was 2006. I, I believe there was, like, there was intense pressure for yeah. them to shelve the, uh, the interview. Why? Like who cares? Like he, big deal. He did it, and there you go. Put it out. Which there. is why I, I'm not watching because he's not going to reveal anything. Well, he's gonna. Uh, do we, we've been running promo. I'm gonna watch it. I listen to the promos here. I want to watch. That's what I want to do. Well, I guess yeah. Eddie, he was speaking hypothetically in this interview, and then oh really? He flubbed. Oh. No, but then he flubbed up and he started talking about it in the first person. Really? I wonder yeah. how come. <laughs> yeah. Oh! It was an honest mistake. Well, you hang out with him. That's your guy. That's why you don't want to watch. You go to hockey games with him. Well, under your definition, yeah. where you hung out with Justin Bieber when you were in the same well, no, hall as him. No, no. Yes, no, I did. Uh, I did hang out with OJ. No, 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 I was Floyd. in an arena Eddie, with him. You're wrong. That was Money Mayweather. Eddie. Yeah, Money oh, Mayweather. Me Be- Bieber was at Staples. Bieber oh, same ran, thing, though. Bieber yeah. ran by me, and his hoodie touched oh. my shoulder. Oh, God. His hoodie touched my shoulder at a Laker game. That's a true story. They dimmed the lights, and I, I felt this... This amazing power. It's like a religious event. Like a, it was a come-to-Jesus moment. And this Thank hoodie, you, Jesus! This, this beautiful, high-end, expensive Beverly Hills hoodie touched my arm. And then there were two goons, these meathead bodyguards that also ran by. And it was the Beebs. Yeah. That was back when he was cool. You know. Oh, he's not cool anymore? That was 1990, never. <laughs> no, he was very popular at one point. Uh, to the phones we go, and let's see, who is next? Let's say hello to, I don't know, uh, how about, is it TC3? Is that, is that where I'm going with that? TC3, yeah. yeah, yeah, hello TC3. Hey, this is TC3, and I had this name before all the athletes did it. This is 2099, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, clearly, yes, you did, yeah. And I'm, uh, I was telling your uh, screener, I'm rolling through uh, Deep East Texas, and I went through um, the Holy City, which is uh, the hometown of Adrian Peterson. It's Palestine, but we call it the Holy City out here. 
Yeah. And I was curious to see your thoughts on, is he going to do anything this year? Um, and also, OJ did do it. So I'll, uh, I'll listen. All right. So we'll take it. That's an old school radio line. One of my favorite radio cliches. Uh, it's in my top five. I'll listen off the air. I like that. Not as good as you know, first-time caller, long-time listener. That's the gold standard. Yeah, but he had a really hot take about OJ there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good radio. You know, Outside the box. Uh, that's a, let's see, I'm going to say that Adrian Peterson will be hanging out a lot with his camel. That's what he'll be doing. It'll be Peterson and his camel. Who the hell's going to sign him? I, I, the, the, the argument with Peterson, the way he gets in the NFL is he's got to have a friend. Like, there's got to be somebody who's like, hey, I used to, you know, I was, you were an assistant with the Vikings, now you're a head coach, or you're a coordinator somewhere, and, and, and that's, that's how that's going to work. There's got to be some campaigning. I want a camel, because based on his performance last year, he sucked with the Saints, was terrible, had one good game against Tampa Bay with the Cardinals, and then that was pretty much it. Am I, am I wrong on that? I think that's the proper read. Uh, next, we go to Frank who's deep in the heart of Texas, and he's next. Hello, Frank. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Ben Miller. Uh, nice to talk to you again, man. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I, I owed you a call. I didn't call you. It's a bad job by me. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's okay, man. I, I completely yeah. understand. I mean, yeah. the Clippers are a mess, and uh, the Rockets are just totally killing it. Well, actually, right now, I don't know if you've, you've looked at your NBA standings, but the Los Angeles Clippers uh, now in the postseason. That's right. Oh, how about at the eight, eight, eight spot? Yeah, that's eight. The number eight, and that'll be the latest number eight seed to get to the NBA Finals. It's going to happen. Sweet Lou. Sweet music by Sweet Lou. And I want to thank the Rockets. That is a steal, getting Lou Williams for Chris Paul. That is a great trade for the Clippers. What is still wrong with the Clippers? What is wrong with the Rockets? What were the Rockets thinking? What were the hell were the Rockets thinking, trading the great Lou Williams? Man. There was a take that you had earlier, and it was something yeah. like, you know, the, the regular season doesn't matter, uh, blah, blah, blah. I think, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but the past three and four seasons, um, the uh, teams that actually won the championship had the best record uh, in the regular season. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told the last dysfunctional, delusional uh, fan. Uh, that, was, that was a Laker fan. Run to Vegas right now. Leave Texas. You can drive to Vegas. You'll be there. You know, take you a, a day to get to Vegas. Drive to Vegas. Bet all of your money on the Rockets. Bet all of it. Bet your mortgage. Bet your car payment. Bet everything. Bet your boat. Everything on the Rockets. And let it all ride. Bill Miller, you are brilliant. Yeah. Do that. And then when you're, when you're homeless, move in with Weed Man Hippie. Weed Man, will you put these Rocket fans up when they lose all their money, Weed Man? No, they kill me hot chicks. <laughs> I think he said only hot chicks. Yeah. They're lining up outside Weed Man Hippie's his home there. Bring back the white women. Casa Weed Man Hippie. Of course, they're lining up not to see Weed Man, but there's some, some, some things he, uh, products he offers that they might be. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Might be interested. Uh, Eddie Garcia will stop by momentarily with, with Puck the World. He'll have that. And he's here right now, in fact. He's here right now, and he'll give you the latest. Eddie, what's, what's what the hell's going on? Is there any big news here? Big shocking stories overnight? Oh, my God. In the NFL, what? changing of the guard in Seattle, wow. Legion of Boom is boom. crumbling. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michael Bennett, one of their star defensive linemen, he gone. 
Uh, he's leaving the Seahawks, traded along with a seventh-round pick to the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fifth-round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Uh, meanwhile, the NFL Network is reporting that Who? You know, Seahawks... he used to work here, Marcus Johnson. He did a show I didn't know that. college basketball. I did not I didn't know work. that. I didn't oh, work that Marcus him. Johnson. Yes. I didn't know he was playing wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he's, he used to play for the Bucks back for in him. the day. He made a comeback. Yeah. NFL Network also reporting that Seahawks standout defensive back Richard Sherman, who you may have heard of, is going to be released Never in heard the next of couple days. Never Cook heard of him. Yeah, what school him. did he go to? He went to Stanford. He went to Stanford? Mm-hmm. Really? He's yeah. a football player? Shouldn't he be running an internet company or something? Maybe after he gets okay. done playing football. All right. uh, your L.A. Rams traded linebacker Alec Ogletree to the New York Giants in exchange for fourth and sixth round picks. That's pretty good, man. In this He's, year's draft. Goes from L.A. to New York. Actually, New Jersey. That's a big city, big city. That's mm-hmm. good, right? Uh, in the NBA, as I'm sure you well know, uh, the Houston Rockets have won 17 games in a row after beating the Bucks 110-99. It's the longest winning streak in the NBA this season. Raptors are in the playoffs. First team to clinch a playoff spot as they beat the Pistons 121-119 in overtime. Pelicans won their 10th straight to beat the Kings 114-101. That's uh, 10 straight wins for New Orleans. I think I mentioned that. But Anthony Davis, though, went down with an ankle injury in this game. He's going to have an MRI later today. And how about those Memphis Grizzlies? 15 straight losses after a 119-110 defeat at the hands of the Chicago Bulls. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, more more news from the NFL, uh, where the league has apparently won its battle against Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Jones agreeing to pay the league more than $2 million for legal fees. Yeah. The NFL Constitution apparently states, first of all, the NFL has a constitution, uh, that an owner bringing litigation <laughs> against that, the league or other Phil- owners. Is that in Philadelphia also? Yes. The, 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 does the NFL have a Liberty Bell? Do they have that also? Absolutely. It's in New York, All right, though. good. Oh, it's in New York. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the constitution of the NFL says that an owner that brings litigation against the league or other owners would be subject to pay back the legal fees. Ah. And so Jones uh, initially said yeah. he was going to appeal it, but now he's... We well, remember, what, what, remember what, he's a bazillionaire and... So he'll pay the two. Well, what that means, Eddie, is he hired a lawyer to read over the bylaws of the NFL and determined that he had yeah, no so wiggle Jerry room. Jerry was screwed. And he said, all right, I'll pay. Whatever. I want me some glory hole. That's right. <laughs> and he paid. That's what he did. He, put, he actually put the money in the glory hole. Really? It's amazing. Yes. Oh. Not really what it was for Jerry, but that's what he did. It's, I don't know why he did that. Amazing. Yeah. Very odd. All right, it's Ben Mather's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It never gets old. I love, absolutely love, the nerds that go on Jeopardy that are asked sports questions. It's just marvelous, and it has happened again. Doesn't it make you feel smarter when you yeah, say that? Yeah, it's great. It's like, man, I'm not that, I mean, I'm not, I don't know uh, the, you know, the, the uh, capitals of the world, but I can tell you the sports questions. So the question here. Should I ask a listener? Should I ask a random listener if they know the answer? Let me ask this guy, Ray, in Livermore uh, in, in California. Ray, are you there, Ray? Yes, I am. All right, here's the question. This is an actual question. From, Ray sounds smart to me. For, you think he'll get it? Yeah. Yeah. Can you pretend to be dumb? No, all right, anyway. Here's the question. Uh, spring training baseball in Florida is known as this league. Oh, man. You, you killed me here. Baseball is not my sport. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm football and basketball. Uh, okay. That's good. Good I'm for the bit. What do you think it would be called? Like the spring training baseball in Florida, it's known as this league. This is an actual question from Jeopardy. What do you think? Uh, I'm just going to say spring league. That's the best the I got. The spring league. All right. Uh, you're a dope. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Uh, well. The guy on... 
The guy on the guy on television went with Bush League. Let's give let's give him a hint here. See if he can figure yeah, it out. All right. What's the you know if you think of, of Florida like there's you might there's different fruits you might think of in Florida. What's one of the fruits you would think of if you think of Florida? They produce a lot of this fruit. Oh, orange, orange league. Oh, no, it is the Orange League. Yeah, yes. there you go. Good job by you. Close. Uh, it yeah. rhymes with orange. Yeah. So uh, name another fruit. I'm, yeah. uh, these are a lot of questions. You didn't want call up for questions. Yeah. I should say um, that the, the the Marlins ought to play in the Bush League. That's what they ought to, <laughs> the Marlins ought to. But no. Um, how else? How do you describe this fruit? Um, it's, you have it for breakfast normally. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to slice it in half and then eat it with a spoon. Hmm. Oh, oh, uh, uh, the oh, oh, yes! yes! You yeah! got a winner, baby! Yeah, you got a golden oh. ticket! Oh, wow. That's a golden ticket right there! Good job by you! Why the hell did you call, Ray? What's on your mind here? What do you, what do you got here? Hey, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, I uh, love that! That's so exciting! Man, oh, man. Yeah. I've honest, I've honestly tried to call in uh, plenty of times, but half the time I was too drunk to stay on the phone. Yeah, it's I just, not I'm, a surprise. Uh, I'm usually too drunk to do the show, but for some reason I'm able to pull it off. I don't know how. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I wanted to call about, you were talking earlier about uh, Richard Sherman, the whole situation with him and uh, another team. Yes, yes. So, so I know that everybody's uh, – a lot of uh, uh, other radio hosts are talking about – oh, by the way, Oh, by the way. Am I calling into the Ben Maurer show or the Bill Miller show? Because the caller earlier, I don't know who the hell Bill Miller is. Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. Look on the website, you'll find out. Well, yeah, you yeah, should talk I'm... to the IT department at Fox Sports Radio because they know who Bill Miller is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, as far as as far as uh, Richard Sherman's concerned, um, Raiders or 49ers seem like a good choice for him because – I mean, honestly, where where are you going to be making more money off of uh, uh, like shoe deals, off of off of you know you know yeah. Nike, Under Armour? It's going to be the Bay Area. That's got to be the place to be. Uh, and you're you, know, from, you, you, have to, you have to live in the Bay Area. So you're you're very part. You're impartial, recommending yeah, yeah. Bay Area teams. Yeah, you are. But I mean, if, if, it's I mean, it's the West Coast. So if he wants to, yeah, I, I would I would certainly I would certainly say if he, if it's location, if he wants to play for a team that's close to his family. You would say yeah. either the Rams or the Chargers or the Raiders or the 49ers. Mom lives in, I think, in Orange County or something like that. So uh, would, yeah. that would logi- logistically it would make sense. But uh, we got to leave it there, Ray. But congratulations, uh, you! Uh, just a wonderful answer. The Spring League uh, for Florida. That's <laughs> good. Mar- no! Good marketing by baseball. Well, it's hockey season somewhere. I don't know where it's. Where's it hockey season? I don't know. Right here, Ben. The Bruins have already won the Stanley Cup. Let's find uh, out who finished yet, in second no. place. Yeah, it's time for Puck the World with Eddie. Eddie. Well, we got about four weeks to go in the NHL regular season, but this past week we had the NHL trade deadline, 16 trades, 31 players dealt, 18 draft picks swapped. And the Tampa Bay Lightning got themselves a little bit stronger. They acquired defenseman Ryan McDonough and forward J.T. Miller from the New York Rangers. Uh, Boston Bruins get Rick Nash from the Rangers as well as New York is rebuilding, and they got a boatload of picks and players from both Tampa Bay and Boston in those deals. San Jose Sharks get forward Evander Kane from Buffalo, and the Winnipeg Jets get Paul Stassi from St. Louis. The Blues uh, basically quitting on the season by getting rid of one of their important players. Are they pulling a Cuban? We call that the Mark Cuban when they quit on well, the Well, they were a playoff team for most of the first half of the season, but they have gone on the slide, and they decided, eh, screw it. We're just not going to try to go to the playoffs. 
Now, the biggest potential unrestricted free agent, New York Islanders captain John Tavares, was not traded. So now the pressure is really on the Islanders. They cannot let him go in free agency for in, for nothing. Uh, that would be a devastating blow. So we'll see if John Tavares resigns with the Islanders or tries free agency to see how much money he can make. Uh, the prospective owners of the NHL's franchise in Seattle say they reached 25,000 deposits within the first hour of their season ticket drive last Thursday. That exceeded the goal of 10,000 deposits, which was reached in the first 12 minutes. Fans were required to put down a deposit of $500 per ticket or $1,000 for club tickets. By comparison, the Vegas Golden Knights ran a season ticket drive in 2015. They received 5,000 deposits in the first two days. So looks like there's interest for hockey in Seattle. They will get an expansion franchise. It is the uh, it is the worst kept secret in all yeah, of hockey. Call it the Metropolitan. It's possible. Well, Sonics, but they can't. That's I, the NBA is going to be yeah, back there eventually. They'll put an expansion. I, I saw their list of potential names, and I was not very impressed with with many of them. This is dopey as the Vegas nickname, the Golden Knights. Like the most creative one I saw were the Krakens. The Kraken. Yeah, which is like that's a, like racist. A, like, that a, racist. like a sea monster. Right? Are you allowed to say that? racist? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a sea monster, I think, or something like that. Here's my recommendation. Uh, uh, yeah. And I'm really good at this, right? Oh, yeah. No, I am. I'm really good. They ought to piggyback the success Vegas has had. It should be the Seattle Midshipman. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? Midshipman? I think the the Navy might have an issue with that. No, no, no. Come on. Be fine. What's the Coast Guard's nickname? Do they have a... Uh, The Coasties. Krakens is pretty cool. Oh, Coop is throwing his support behind Krakens. That would be a really popular name in Simi Valley. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Oh, All that's right. your, uh, they your prefer puck heroin, heroin okay, you. Danny? Yeah. All right, so the Ben Maller Show, and let me tell you, this after hearing that uh, hockey and that guy in Jeopardy, the guy that called in, uh, I'm thinking that uh, these guys might have issues with the hair. I'm just saying. Uh, 66%, you see this number, 66% of dudes start losing their hair by the time you turn 35. Now, you might be a young guy. You might say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm 20, 22. I got nothing to worry about. Uh, you'll get there. You will get there, right? We got a lot of guys that are in their 30s and 40s, and you know what I'm talking about, right? Now, they, they say, the experts, once you start losing hair, once you notice that, uh, too late. Uh, too late. Uh, my advice here. You know, if you want to do the old hair test, do you really want to do that? You know, you want to do that right now, right? I think you know. I think we all know. Uh, it is easier to keep the hair that you have than replace the hair that you've lost. And, and so, you know, this, guys will do a lot of extreme things. I know. I we're all dudes. Uh, we're all men here. Sports radio, very testosterone laced, and we know how this works, right? Uh, and sometimes people do nothing, but there are things that you can do, and I recommend for hims. Dot com, a one-stop shop. They've got all the the top uh, hair loss, uh, skin care, sexual wellness products for men. Uh, these are medical-grade solutions, and you're t- we're talking about real doctors here, well-known, generic equivalents of name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. And you know, I often talk about, hey, you know, I'm doing overnights here. I'm not the, you know, the, the morning guy making all the money or the uh, afternoon guy. you got to, you know. Cut back where you can, but you don't want to cut back on quality. These are not uh, herbal uh, herbal supplements. Uh, th- these are these are quality products. They're wonderful, uh, and and I recommend them. I, I recommend them. And you don't have to go to a waiting room. There's no awkward uh, trip to the doctor where you got to have that speech and all that. You can save hours, hours of time, and that's valuable. Going for hims.com. Uh, Go to forhims.com. 
Uh, order right now. Now, listeners to the Ben Maller Show get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just $5 today. Right now. Now, supplies, while they last, supplies are limited. So see the website for full details. Now, this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash Maller. Make sure my name's in there because I, you know, I get credit. If not, I don't get credit. Uh, that's F O R H I M S dot com slash Maller for hims. Dot com slash Maller. We'll get to a hybrid version of Factor Fiction. We'll do that. We'll do it next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, let's do it. We're going to go lean and mean on Factor Fiction. Please transmit immediately. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. So we're going with four judges instead of the usual 8,000. So only four. A power couple, Leslie, Jack the Judge. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Ben. Even I knew the grapefruit. I see she was listening. Look at that. Leslie was listening. You should go on Jeopardy. You're you, right. You're you do, right. You ought to do that. Seriously, you and Jack the Judge, you can go on there together. It'd be great. Oh, be a awesome. tag team. I'm all for that. Yes. Too. I'm Absolutely. down with that. That and professional wrestling. After you're done no, with that, you can do a tag team and professional wrestling as well. <laughs> a lightweight division. I understand. All right, hold on, Leslie. We're short on time. We have Matt in Indiana. Hello, Matt. Hey, Big Ben. How's it going? You've done the full, the full uh, Monty here, as they say, yes? Yes, I'm on the 12-hour shift tonight. Woohoo! Sound excited about that. Uh, Rod, the ambassador to Bakersfield. Hello, Rod. Hello, Ben. Good show again as usual. See you Monday night into Tuesday morning. Oh, Ribs and pies. Oh, I see that. That's good. Uh, now I'm, I'm excited. Well, thank you, Rod. You're very generous, very kind. We helped close down your local baseball team, so you owe us. Uh, weed, weed man. Hello, we are you still there, Weed Man? Yeah, Leslie, I love you. I missed you last week. Ben punished me. Ben, it's about <laughs> oh, he's complaining. Bipolar Weed Man hippie. All right, here we go. Three stories. Figure out which of the three is not true. Story number one: solid investment. Solid investment. They retired from the NBA years ago. Many many NBA players when they retire, they invest in different things and try to get rich. Well, TMZ. Throwing out a wild tale about Dennis Rodman. He apparently has invested a large stake of his money he made from the Chicago Bulls and other NBA teams into an adult toy firm, Silicon Sex World. And the the story reports that the company is based in London and is leading the way in the the virtual robotic sex technology. All right, well, good luck on that. All right, story number two. Imitation. It's the sincerest form of flattery. And Mike Tyson became a legend for his boxing and other activities. But one of the things that really kept him a staple of society was the you know, pop culture was Mike Tyson's punch out back in the day and move over Iron Mike because now during his 41st birthday party, Floyd Mayweather told reporters that he's following in Iron Mike's footsteps. He's creating his own boxing video game. Of course, it'll cost $8 million. No. All right, anyway, uh, story number three, the bummer bash. The losers of the NFL are the Cleveland Browns, 0-16 last year. They've gone through a bunch of coaches in recent years, and apparently a small group of fired Browns coaches 
had their own party during the combine in Indianapolis. They got together, and it was the former Browns coaching a rally, if you will, with all these guys that used to coach the Browns. All right, those are the three stories. One, two, or three. Very short on time, so we need the answers here. Let's go to our celebrity panel of judges. We say hello to Leslie. She's getting ready to watch Pirate Spring Training Baseball today, so she's depressed. Uh, all right, Leslie, what, what's the answer here? One, two, or three? Number two. Number two, the boxing video game story. Thank Come you, on. Leslie. All right, take care. There she goes, Leslie. Matt in Indiana, 12-hour shift. Matt, one, two, or three, what are you going with? I'll go three with Jim, S- Jim Ursay porn drinks. All right, Jim Mercy. So that's the fake story, the fictional story. Rod, Rod the Rib Man, the ambassador to Bakersfield. Let's just, let's just cover all bases. I'll take number one. Number one. All right, that's good. So we're all over the board. There you go. We're all over, we're we're doing helter skelter, kind of like a weed man hippie phone call. Weed man. We are changing the world, Ben. Number two. Number two. All right. We do not have time to run down all the stories, but we have to separate fiction from fact. The fake story. The only one that got it right, and it was just dart throwing, was Rod. Story number one, number one. The Dennis Rodman story about investing in sex robots. Fake, fake, fake. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.